you getting yourself ready for our show? guys bobby roast beef here with jigs and bigs we got another amazing show for you guys i got sean the fisherman here here's what you gotta know sean and i went to an expo we have a whole lot of news to talk about it we got the great opportunity to work with three bells outfitters over at their booth we made our rounds we networked we we elbows were rubbed people it was fantastic. We got more stuff to talk about regarding that, but we also have this 100th show that is coming up next episode that you're not going to want to miss out on. And if you're in and around the New England area and you can get out to Springfield, Massachusetts in, uh, in, in on Saturday night, February the 5th, you can be a part of this as well. We got information about how you can get tickets, how you can get involved. Guys, get yourself something delicious for this uh, little show we have lined up for you this week. It's Jigs and Bigs. It's a Tuesday. We'll see you guys in a bit. Don't go too far. We'll be back after this. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a Tuesday. Here we are. It's Jigs and Bigs. Sean, how are you this week? I mean, we got... It's been a week. It has. It has. And really, I mean, the, the biggest the biggest thing we can talk about over this week was, well, my Friday and your Sunday. Yeah, really. I mean, it was that was huge. So for those of you that are in and around the uh, the the New England area, um, this was the well, I would say one of the because there's a handful of different expos that go around. But this is the one that kind of centers itself It's calling it the New England Expo, uh, big fishing expo. And it was it was it was great that it was back. Um, this was my first year ever attending. Was this your, also your first year also? Sean, yeah, yeah, this was. Um, I've never. I've, I don't think I've ever even set foot in that town in Massachusetts. Um, I thought it I was mean, a I, joke. I thought it was in Foxborough. No, <laughs> I no, was I, like what? Yeah, no, it's. I yeah, <laughs> that was that was a great bit of radio right there. Yeah, uh, 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 dude, uh, yeah. when I edit the show, I want to vomit all the time. I hear myself, uh, 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 bam. <laughs> That's how I work. That's how I well, work. Well, I. As a uh, as a youngster learning the fishing game back in high school, I know I went to the Worcester one a couple times. Yep, and that one that one stuck around for years to where I, I took my kids to it at least twice. Um, oh no, kidding! I didn't realize yeah. I made it that that far out. No kidding. And they were four or five when I took them. So let me think of the one that went to. I think so. I think the Worcester one went to like 2012 or so. 2012, 2010. Oh, okay. That thereabouts. I. It's irrelevant. Uh, you know, I, I don't remember exactly what year. And I don't know if this one was running concurrently with it or if it took its place. Mm. So I have no idea. Yeah. Interesting. It was it was a lot of fun, very exciting. Like I definitely, you know, going there and 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 got the uh the same kind of vibes as any of the conventions I've worked otherwise. Now, we should we should add that we were not there presenting as jigs and bigs. Like we didn't have a booth. We Correct. were we were there to rub elbows, meet some people and man, we met so many amazing people. First off, I want to send a big huge shout out and thank you. 
to every single one of you guys that came up to me on Sunday and were like, oh, we listen to the show. Thanks so much. We love your content. Like all the kind words from everybody who came up there. Also want to give a big shout out to um, some of the the bait makers and the other brands that we, we networked with. And a big, huge thank you for the uh, hospitality of inviting us along. Three Bells Outfitters. I'm glad they sold some yaks. That's always a good yep. thing. You know, they uh, they had a lot of people with questions about the Hobies and the natives. Like, that Slayer, people were into it. Even the inflatable. Um, I forget what brand that inflatable is that they've got. But I was I, I started too late, but I kind of wanted to make it a trivia question where how many times did somebody pick up the, the nose of that inflatable? Like, oh, it's so light. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like that happened a lot. Question. I, I was standing there having a conversation with whomever, either Derek or uh, one of the Pendergast or or Lauren or Adam Rourke. Like you know, everybody who was who was up there doing their thing it was it was great. Uh, but yeah, I'd be having a conversation. I'd see this jostle in front of me, and that's what it was. It was the inflatable yak. But unbelievable, man! Unbelievable. Did you have any of the pickles, Sean? While you were there? No, I'm not. I'm not a pickle guy. You're I don't like pickle pickles. Guy, huh? No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, uh, sorry. I'm a pretty big pickle guy, but uh, I don't know where my bread gets buttered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I know yep. where Sarah my bread brought, gets buttered. Sarah brought us food. My fridge is currently stocked with stuff for you and Nelson. Yes. So. I'm so psyched. I'm so psyched. There's hot, there's hot fresh roasted garden vegetable uh, pasta sauce. There yep. is, uh, there's, uh, I believe, a couple of jars of pickles. Oh, you know, pickles. You guys, you guys are set up, so... I do love. Any, them. Next time, next time I see you, we'll hook you up. I love them. Um, I want to go ahead and say this: that yesterday was an amazing whirlwind, and if I forget to mention anybody, it is not personal. It's because I'm an old stoner, and that's the issue. Okay, I want to say I apologize. If in case like, I forget, like I do appreciate everybody that we spoke to. So if we forget to mention somebody or anything like that, like again, again, not a personal situation issue at all. But there was some really fun stuff, like. I recorded the interview on today's show with Mike Goes Fishing at the expo. And uh, while I was setting that up, I figured I would just do a little live. And uh, we had uh, we had a listener who was tuned into the live from the expo and, and had messaged me. And he goes, hey, man, I know where you're at. <laughs> and I invited him on. We had a little Q&A on Instagram Live that was really fun and interesting and it was just cool, you know. It was just it was just really really cool. So, I had a great time. You know, uh, we definitely did some networking with uh, some some companies that we 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 had uh, we had both talked to separately. Like Fresh Baits is one specifically that comes to mind. Those guys are awesome. We're going to be uh, in touch with them with uh, getting them on the show to talk about their stuff. Like you want to talk about like really innovative like plastics with innovative shapes. Like they're kind of thinking outside the box here with what they're doing they have I, I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it they have this helgramite that is just chef's kiss i think it hits <laughs> every note like every note just the appendages on there i think are just right to give it a little bit more interest but it's a, a smaller enough design it's it's a, a little bit longer than i expected it to be that's what she said. Um, it's also uh, the colors that they've got are insane. There is this purple. I had to buy some of those. I had to. 
You know, oh, yeah. I had to stock up. You know, you know me in purple. I'm a Holyoke boy. Purple nights all day. So there you go. It's you know, I mean, just oh, dude, I'm like this unbelievable. But they've got some color changing plastics as well that are light affected, where they 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 adjust based on the the exposure to light that they're getting. Like very very cool. So we're excited to have uh, Tony and John on, and we're gonna schedule some stuff with them. And I was lucky enough to actually see a demo with the Helgramite, not at their booth on that little tank, but in the big tank that was chock full of fish and there were while they while they were kind of going over how the bait works and how to fish it and everything else there were a couple of good bites there i'm like that, that's that's pretty awesome that is pretty freaking awesome who else nice. did we talk to that was absolutely well, awesome well i stopped by the uh, the fresh baits uh table on friday yep not not to just go out of my way to make sure i saw their awesome uh their awesome baits now i have used the scorpion in the past and I'm still in that learning curve where I'm I'm getting comfortable with it. So I, I did buy another pack of scorpions from them, but yep. I was there for a, a more sinister reason. Oh, you were. Oh, I drama. I was I was Nate Shagnon's errand boy. That's right. Shags so Nate, made you his his errand bitch. Yes, nice. Shags was down in Kissimmee. Yep. Fishing the KBF uh, KBF Trail uh, day one and two this weekend, which I believe he finished 22nd on day one. And then, I don't know, I haven't talked to him, so I don't know what happened on day two, but I think he finished top 50. Yep. Still great great finishes with that level of competition. There was like 150 had, anglers, right? Yeah, 150 on day one. I don't know if day two had the same amount or not. Yep. 130 on day two, whatever. Either way, he finished in the, the top half of the pack both days and the top quarter on the first day. Um, So I ended up... uh. I ended up stopping in to get his sweatshirt and I just walked up and That's I said, hi, right. my name's Sean. I'm Nate's, uh, I'm Nate's bitch. I'm here to pick up his stuff. And then they looked at me and I said, do, <laughs> nice. but Dude. Uh, the, the, thankfully the folks at fresh baits are well aware of the podcast. They, they said, Oh, you're Sean, the fisherman. Why did you say that? I'm like, I, I don't know. Cause I, I'm not an idiot or <laughs> not pompous. I just, exactly. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't expect thinking, anybody to know who Sean the Fisherman yeah. is. You know what I mean? I know. I know people to. I, I know. I, I know to expect people to to understand. You know, cheap labor, and that's what I was. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I got Nate sweatshirt. Talked to those guys quite a bit. I'm I'm glad to hear they're both listeners. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, it was fun over there. I also. Uh, I'm going to do a roll call here of uh, before I get into the booths I stopped at, but yeah. all the people that I saw immediately upon, I mean, walking in the door, I was accosted by one Jerry multi house accosted. Oh, nice. I haven't seen Jerry in a couple months. So that was great to see him right when I walk in the door. Um, when I got to the, the three bells set up, um, it was kind of split. There was an aisle in between two parts of it because three bells had a, pretty it was like two end caps almost they took up and, a, a um, good amount of space yeah they were yeah yep yep so I, I was working as part of the three bells team answering questions on i mean really any general questions but particularly they had a, a slayer model there so i could speak on my experience with the 12 and a half definitely um right when i walked over adam rourke was talking with john ferreira and uh and torrence davis so i got into a conversation with them that was great um at some point later in the day i saw um I saw pushing it. What turned out to be an empty stroller was Justin of the Angler Duo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were there on on Friday. Yeah, and Rhea and their son were walking around somewhere else. So I eventually, you know, I'd met Justin before at uh, at Old Glory. Yep. Um, but then got a chance to introduce myself to Rhea. To got a nice picture with them. It was it was good. Um, who else did I run into? I think 
I'm gonna I'm gonna use the the Bobby Roast Beef clause of I, that's all I can remember, and I'm an old stoner. Yeah. <laughs> there um, you go. <laughs> but as far as booths go, now I had my errand to run. I had, I didn't want to get hit with a stick or a shoe or a slipper or something. Oh, so I course. had to go run to Fresh Bates. Um, I did get to look around the place, and I got um, I was told right across right across right. What am I thinking? Right across from Three Bells was Berkshire Bassins. So we were oh, trying yeah. to. We were trying to get up and talk with them at some point. They're up the shears, obviously, with Berkshires in their name. Yep. Um, so it was nice to talk to them. Uh, I'm sure if we're out in the Berkshires one day, you and I will just stop in, take a peek, say hello. Oh, absolutely. They were right. They, yep, they were right across the way. Also, I did have a, uh, I did have an errand to run to say hello to, um, to Jim, over at the Rocky Ledge booth. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and it turns out there's two gyms. So I oh. said, hey, Jim, and Jim turned around, and I said, hey, man, I'm Sean. I'm one of the directors for MAKB. Ken Wood told me to stop and introduce myself, and he goes, yeah, you want to talk to the other Jim? And I go, oh, well, hi, Jim. <laughs> How you doing there, Jim? I was surrounded by Jims. <laughs> you know, it's. I'm glad you brought up Ken Wood because uh, your boy is a moron. <laughs> Who, you, Ken, or me? Me, me. Okay. I'm I'm at the Three Bells booth, and I think I, I might have been talking with uh, Steve O'Brien, good old yep. Blackbeard. I might have been talking with him at the time. I'm not 100 percent sure if it was at this point, but there was there was a guy uh, and a, and, a, and, a, and another dude looking at um, the the Ike Hobie Pro Angler, right? Yep. The red one. So they're they're standing there and they're looking at it, and I swore on like my last breath. That it was Ken Wood standing there, and it never dawned on me that he was in Kissimmee fishing the tournament <laughs> down there. It didn't at all. So I go up to this guy. I was like, "Hey, man, how you doing? You, yeah, I haven't seen you in a while. You asshole, what's up?" And it was not him. So <laughs> to that man, and I don't even think if Steve was with me, I think I like b- dusted it off my shoulders and was like, "Whatever, we're gonna we're gonna forget that that happened." So. <laughs> And this, as I get older, this happens more and more. In fact, there was one time where my uh, I was fishing at a local fishery around here, and I had just had a great day. And uh, this is this was actually like right when COVID first kind of like just started, you know. And people were getting outdoors, like they're just like, I have nothing to do. I'm going to go for a walk, and that's all they would do. They just go and walk around. And there's one spot that I fish. There's a path that goes around the pond, and I was in the right town, so it's very possible I would have bumped into my cousin's girlfriend. And I go up to her, and I was like, "Well, hey, stranger, how you doing?" <laughs> and it was uh, without a doubt not her. And then I was like, "My apologies, I am an idiot." Um, so, so yeah. you have a pattern of this behavior. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, and that's why I kind of like I, I try to I try to make mention of it. Like I, you need to understand, I'm a moron. I, I might forget some stuff. I don't want to interrupt. But while you're on the Ken Wood thing, I was like that thing. Yeah. So Ken, just so you know, in New England, yeah, you do have a spot on doppelganger. Like, and this wasn't like, a, oh, that guy looks nothing like Ken Wood. No, he 100 percent looks just like Ken Wood. But it never, for a second, dawned on me. I'm like, he's in Florida. <laughs> Yeah. So aside from warning Ken that he does in fact have a doppelganger, yeah. you should all we should also warn the general public now that at any given moment, Bobby Rose Beef could mistake you for someone and you may be accosted. It's very likely, in fact, that that yeah. you're gonna get, you know, oh hey, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you Charlie now. Yep, you're Charlie. Yeah. You know, it's just that's how it's gonna be. This you just is look my like life him. Now. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, you know what? You know what else? I I, I just I I'm gonna re revoke the Bobby Rose beef clause. You know who I ran into? Who's that? And I know you you did as well. I ran into weighing in at two hundred pounds from Brookfield, Massachusetts. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, indeed. I, I got to talk with the butcher as well, and uh, butcher, the butcher has some strong influence. Yeah, I know. I heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it happened. Yeah, I'm gonna you guys explain some shit. I'm gonna explain exactly what it is that I'm talking about. Um, I had uh, had a conversation. It was actually during the live, and uh, you know, I mean, obviously at, the, at this show there was a lot of different makers there for amazing swim baits. Like the big swim bait scene is starting to get really like ramp up in the in New England area. Like there's a lot of people getting into it, throwing this. It's a big. It's there's you know I I would use the term trend. Like people are they're 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 interested in this, and uh, from what I understand. On Saturday, right before that that snowstorm, right before the snow really got like into full swing, um, there were folks that were like camped out there to get in because there was a specific swim bait drop. I think there were multiples with different makers and in phases like they just got in there early, got their stuff and then went home and hunkered down for the snow, which for those of you that don't understand what we're dealing with here. Um, out in that area, they, they had a significant snowfall and extremely high winds, like very damaging storm. This could have, I, I think, I think it could have gone a lot worse for some folks. Uh, but it was a, it was a messy commute when I was, when I headed out on, on Sunday even, and, and people were just, just kind of just starting to dig out because it, and, it, and I think it, it only stopped snowing locally in our area in Western Mass about 6 PM. So it was crazy out there, but the swim bait fans are ravenous. You know, like they, yeah. they can't be stopped and they showed up in despite, you know, anything else. They had these scheduled drops and they showed up and so and, and bought the place out. It was crazy. So while I was doing this live and if you go on our Instagram, you can see it. If you look on our IGTV section, you can see the post. Um, the topic of swim baits comes up and and the butcher jumps in, chimes in and he says, hey, he's like, dude, we're going to get you throwing those on the Ranger this this year. Like you're going to you trust me, you're going to take a dive and. I've always like I'm I'm to me fishing is an adventure. It's not about 100% the competitive side or anything else. Like I have as, I get as much joy, you know, breaking a PB as I do like starting to learn and demystify a new technique. Like it's just it's it's a yin and a yang. The two work together. And my thing with the big swim baits is that you get into certain weights and you really kind of need specialized gear. You know, like you need a specialized rig in order to throw it. And I've always been like, so what, what, what do I have? Like, what do I, what do I need? Like, what's the missing, missing? And really what it is, the main thing really is the rod, you know, like what you're looking for is a really, a, a heavy, long, moderate rod is basically like what, what it is that you're looking for. So, uh, there was a suggestion made. Uh, in this live from the butcher, he was like, yeah, he's like, go over to this booth and check out these rods. He's like, they're, they're selling for 150 bucks. You're going to love them. Go, go check them out. And that toward the, right before I actually headed out, I, I made the decision. I'm like, this is definitely happening. I'm doing this like, screw it. Because the, the follow the counterpart to this was, I asked him, I was like, so what about a reel? Like, what's the, the go-to like immediately once you start talking like swim bait stuff,
stuff. A lot of people are specific with the models of, of reel that they're using. And based on, on the butcher's suggestion, I'm actually going to repurpose the, uh, the Shimano Corrado 301 that I'm using because it, it'll, it'll work in that, that space really well. So I'm going to take that off of my frogging rod and I'm going to replace that probably with uh, another eight speed reel that I've got. And uh, I'll play around with some, you know, I'm basically going to play coach and, you know, pull players off the field accordingly. And uh, so what I ended up doing was this after talking with Derek uh, over at the three bells booth, we got into a conversation. I, I had the, uh, the, I guess the good fortune of meeting the great guys over at the Cashin booth. Cashin, that's C-A-S-H-I-O-N. I may be uh, mispronouncing it, but I believe it's like Cashin, like fusion, like that. Um, they are great folks. In fact, I had purchased one of their rods from Old Glory Outdoors as a Father's Day gift for my dad. And I had paired it up with a really nice 13 fishing reel. And this was that combo that he had basically outfished myself and Ian that day on the boat when we were out fishing with, with Bass Cabin. Um, unbelievable stuff. Like really nice, high-quality gear and we were talking about some stuff over at the three bells booth and they had this reel that they had on special it was called like a a blue or maybe it was a sapphire series or something like that it was unnamed and they were heavily discounted these were like 300 dollars rods and they were selling for like for like 100 bucks so i said i'm gonna go on my way out and i'm gonna take a peek and see if they've got something that'll line up and basically they had heavy heavy bait casters but they were just a little too they were all extra fast tips so I'm like, all right, I'm looking for something a little bit more moderate, no big deal. And uh, I pulled, I pulled the trigger on a Cashin Icon swim bait rod, a 710, uh, me, uh, 710 heavy, uh, moderate fast action. And this is designed. It's even got the guides are a little bit larger than normal to compensate for you know your heavy line and your your heavy uh, leader knots for all this stuff if you're using leader and, and 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 such and such so man i bit the bullet so we're, we're doing this and then as luck would have it we ju i just recorded an interview before we started this segment with chris ellis who is known in new england as making some amazing handcrafted baits and uh we're going to start throwing around some stuff. It's going to be a good time. This is going to be a whole other kind of adventure, which is kind of awesome. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited about it. Like, zero expectation. It's the journey that that's really kind of getting me, you know, into into that happy place. It's the journey that, I, that I'm really interested in. So we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm already wearing a flat, flat bill hat. You know, it's like I feel like I should be throwing big swim baits anyway. That's a bad joke. That's a match. Yeah, that, that one went over my head. What yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? There is uh that that's a joke that gets made that like it's the big swim bait crowd that wears this and like no, what it is, it's like, uh, you know, the the flat bill is for your glasses so it doesn't cut them off. Uh, that's, that's why I wear it. I'm like, yeah. Um but yeah, so there's something I've had seen that thrown out there. I think who was it? Was it Randy Blockett? I think did a video about like what your hat says about you on the water. And he had like a, a bunch of them and he was like wearing a flat bill one and it looks so awkward. I mean, it looks awkward on me, but what the hell? But yeah, I don't know. No, it doesn't. It looks fine on you. Like like guys who are more slender like me, then it looks. It looks boxy. Like, yeah, it doesn't look right. Like, it, yeah, it looks weird. Yeah, it's just, just, I always, I always give my head a little bow, a little bend. Yeah. 
what do you whatever you call it, and that's it. When I was in high school, I used to bend. I used to make bands that I would keep my hats in. Yep. To hold them, and and I would like it was almost like I was looking through a periscope. <laughs> yeah, just... I've I did that too, and I have found the uh, the happy middle ground where it's rounded off. Most hats come like this nowadays. Now they do that. a lot of them. Most of them do. Yeah. They're not. You don't find like the flat bill. You have to search for. Yep. You know, if that's what yep. you're looking for. But, man, it's freaking bananas. But it was such a good show. Well, also got a chance. Uh, I bumped into uh, b- uh, Fishing with Becca and Lila and Noel Roth. And I also bumped into Jessica Marie, which you should follow on Instagram. Her uh, her Instagram is, what is it? Is it J, J Will Fit and Fish, letter N, Fit and Fish. Um, I think I already do. Yeah, you might. You very well might. Um, they're going to be at our show on Yay. the fifth, which is going to be awesome. I think the whole crew actually is all going to be there. Um, and you know, it's during our uh, AMA. Um, we have fishing with Becca. She's going to be on with us. Todd's going to be there. Todd Grubb is going to be there with us as well. But as an added bonus, we're going to include Noel. She's going to jump on, and this is this is going to be a lot of fun. I mean, we're just going to have ourselves a great great time at this live show. It's going to be awesome. But I'm telling you, man, the expo is a blast. Like, I got some some interesting gear. We, we picked up some real special little treats, some trinkets that'll be going mm-hmm. up and available for prizes. Um, one of the new prizes, I'm going to go ahead and say this, man, because we're, I mean, this comes out and it's only a handful of days beforehand. But one of the prizes that we're actually giving away on the deal or no deal wheel is a life, uh, not a lifetime. Oh, my God, not a lifetime supply, a one year supply of fishing line. Like a full yes. line, a yeah. full array of fishing line uh, for you. You could win this sucker. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a full year's supply of fishing line. And I mean, and that was donated by one each Derek of three bells. Yeah, so thank it you, was Derek. very nice, Derek. That was very, very great. Um, I have a couple of jerk baits for you, my friend, that have been uh, refinished. Um, I think they're jerk baits. I have a couple of baits that that had to be uh, re clear coated, I believe. Um, those will you'll be getting very soon. Uh, man, it's just I'm I'm so psyched. You know, I picked up a I picked up a couple jerk baits myself. Did you visit that booth that I recommended? I stopped in there. There was a good little crowd around there, so every time I went by, they were pretty packed. So I just kind of went in there, but they had yeah. a, a really interesting variety of stuff. Um, yeah. What was the, what was the booth? It was was it plugged? Yes, it was plug baits. Plugged, out of, yeah. uh, they're out of Pennsylvania. Um, oh, I didn't realize was, they were uh, that far out. No kidding. Yep. I believe the uh, the owner's name was Jerry, and he had his, uh, I guess, soon-to-be son-in-law, Mike. If I'm forgetting the names on that, guys, I apologize. I have your names written down on the card downstairs, yep. and I'm upstairs recording here because I'm a piece of shit. Well. So I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they were great. I talked to them for, I mean, maybe 20, 30 minutes, just... It was a, it was at a little bit of a uh, an ebb in the crowd on Friday night. We were we were yep. bullshitting, and um, no, it was great to meet them. They got some they had some nice baits, and there were a couple of a uh, couple of jerk baits that jumped out at me, and I made sure to get a hold of those. I don't, you know, I'm I'm you know me, and I've said it before on the show with my tackle. I'm very very, I, I limit myself for a reason, yeah, and it works for me. Yep. And um, they had something that I f- I thought felt or I felt that uh, fit into my fit into my tackle box. So we're going to see if, if yeah. that's true or not. 
Yep. So, well, looking, I once I saw him, I was just like, oh yeah, I 100% can see why you're drawn to this pattern and yep. and everything else. So, I mean, a really really fantastic. This was it was a good show. Um, it was very busy on Sunday. Uh, yep. People all over the place, which I I sort of kind of expected it to be because there were just so many people. Um, where was I over? I saw. Crazy Hick Bates was over there. I saw yep. Wicked Custom Rods. Uh, bumped into uh, 603 Bass up that way. Um, who else did I bump into? I missed a few people. Now, we should we yeah. should probably take a step back and let everyone know how this schedule went. Now, Friday, I was, I was supposed to be there Friday and Saturday. Yep. Fr- Friday, we got out there, and there was a good crowd on Friday. But, I mean, really... The talk of the day was, aside from swim baits, was that we had a nor'easter come up that was nasty. Whereas Crushed it, yeah. Y- usually, usually the way um, storms hit in Massachusetts, it's like almost always the Berkshire, it's the Berkshire Mountains get a ton of snow, and then it just tapers down gradually across the state till you have near nothing in the ocean. And yep. then this was the opposite, where Boston and the surrounding area got smashed. They were the epicenter. Some places getting up to 30 inches. I yeah. mean, that's bad. That's that's a and, lot of um, snow. Yeah, I mean, at my house, even with the drifting, I think I found, you know, it was like four or five inches. It was really not a bad snowfall. Mm-hmm. But out there, they got hammered. So how that impacts the show, you think, well, you know, if you want to drive, just be careful. Well, the problem was it was it was windy. So the wind was was making almost whiteout conditions. And then on top of that, you've got all that snow coming down. How are you keeping the parking lot cleared? You can't have everybody there on a Saturday and expect to have, you know, proper parking. And it, it, it's just a mess. Logistically, it's a, just a shit show. Um, myself and most of the Three Bells crew, actually all of the Three Bells crew, we had all booked hotel rooms at the same place. Yep. And immediately when I went to check in, the hotel had said, if um, – if you know we got snow coming in you can cancel without any issues you know we're not going to charge you or anything oh that's that's cool phenomenal at least at least they did that so the call was made um in sake you know for safety's sake because we did have a a good ride up 495 to get there yep from the hotel the call was made that saturday was uh not going to be a a three bells you know uh day at the the show just it would have been it would have been dangerous like you know no it's so See so, yeah, a smart call by Lauren. I mean, I understand that you've, you know, everyone's psyched for a show. You're exposing the the brand to new faces, but I, I don't I don't think there were a lot of people there anyway Saturday. I mean, it seemed like most of the crowds appeared on Friday and then you were there Sunday. Yep. Because I of course had basketball. Yep. Uh, which hey, kids are kids are five and oh. That's awesome, dude. Five and oh is big. Five and zero. Oh, uh, they they played a team. They were shorthanded, and the kids still came through and won by a good margin. Just defense, 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 baby. I preach it. They play it. That's awesome, so, dude. Uh, yeah. So we you had your adventure Sunday. I had my adventure Friday. We met so many people, and honestly, this was such a fruitful event for us. Everyone who's listening is going to hear. Oh yeah. The this just coming down the road because all these different people that we talked to were like, yeah, we'd love to do an interview. Yeah, we'd love to come on the show. Yeah, yeah I mean, this is. After the hundredth show, it just it starts a new chapter with jigs and bigs. We are just ready now. We're now, now we're expo goers. Oh yeah, now <laughs> we're just. We it's what it's all about. It's growing your circle. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you, you just expand and you network and you, you, you meet people and this can lead to amazing things for 
uh, everybody for the show for those guests like there's there's you know there, there's stuff that we want to do that uh well everything that we do it's, it's all content but you know we're gonna have a blast doing it it's gonna be really yep. good and really exciting so i'm very excited about it i'm psyched we have all kinds of great stuff coming up and i mean you know we had mentioned before that we're we are doing another live show um, at the uh, Eastern States Sportsman Show. That's on Saturday, February twenty sixth. We're going to be doing a live segment recording there. We're basically going to record our first segment of the show for that that next Tuesday, and it'll be a good time. We're going to have a whole lot of fun there. That that to me. That is the show where I sort of, that was the first expo I had ever gone to when I was a kid. I remember going with my dad being like, this is awesome. Like, this is so yeah. cool. And uh, I had, uh, I didn't even realize that it was still going on all these years. And I mean, I think that show's been going on now for like 40 years. It's been yeah, a and time. I only, I hit it late in life. I, I don't, I, the first time I ever went, because my, my parents weren't outdoorsy folks, you know, I, I never went. Yeah. Um. I, again, I went to the Worcester one a couple times, and I never went to this one. And I went as an adult with my kids, and you know they got got to fish in the trout pond and have a little fun with that. You sure, know, there's, there's a trout pond in there. But um, yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, I think I think myself and possibly Nelson are going to be kicking around the show on Friday, just saying hello, handing out stickers, you know, doing our thing, and uh, we'll see. Um, We'll see what kind of fun we can have there. And then Saturday's going to be a blast. Me and you yep. being ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then on Sunday, I'll be back because I'm going to be doing the walkthrough and just like, you know, rubbing elbows and handing out stickers and all kinds of that. I actually, I still have a good amount of stickers left from the show. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, uh, you got them. I got them. I left them there. I left them there for you. I used three oh, yeah. bells as a middleman. Three bells. Three bells is is good good friends to have. In fact, uh, one of the things that had spawned from this us just being in there and you know obviously like as you talk to people you're brainstorming and things we're gonna have lauren from three bells on about the ins and outs of financing a brand new kayak um yes because this is the time of year that you want to go and do that you know if you're gonna if you're gonna start this this way you get an entire season using that new boat and i'll tell you what it's a whole lot more achievable than than some folks might might really think that it is i mean genuinely like the options are limitless you could go with you know just uh just getting a hull and you know work on it and modify it bit by bit you could go full boat and do uh, do everything all in one shot there's a lot that you can do and it's it's worth doing i mean it's like the 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 deals that they have going with you know financing uh options is why you know most of them are zero percent down like that's fantastic so yeah, it's it's definitely great. have to have her on. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the pieces of the puzzle that we're putting together for everyone. Between, I mean, I know it's the Northeast, guys. We're in the Northeast. We we know it. We get it's it. what we have to react to. Yep. It's show season for us, expo season for us right now. That is going to very, very, very quickly in the next sixty days, trans uh, just absolutely transform right into fishing season because yeah. it's not going to be long before you know the eastern part of the state gets thawed out and. You want to, you know, we're, we're going to do everything we can to prep you, whether you're getting into a new kayak, whether yep. you're thinking about going out for tournaments for the first time, mm -hmm. whether you're tr ready to try a new bait. Bobby and I have some stuff lined up that we've been talking about, especially yesterday. For no reason, we were on the phone a lot yesterday. Yeah. Um, and and to then this morning even too. Um, but we have some things that we think are going to help you 
I'm not going to say become a better fisherman, but figure out your way. Yeah, figure exactly. out your path in fishing. That's the and, beauty and, of it. Yeah, and have and have the best time you can while you're doing it. Yep. So we're here for you, motherfuckers. <laughs> That's what I love though about fishing is it it it's it can be so many different things to so many different people. You know, whether you're you know for some people it's just the act of going out and connecting with nature is just cathartic. You know, yep. if, if that's what you, what you need to do, you know, and that's what that's where you sort of find your zen moment. Do it. You know what I mean? Embrace it. Some people, it's like it's this this chase of adventure. They're always looking for like that next outing, conquering this thing. Other folks, it's a competitive thing. And it's all about, you know, elevating their game and oh, how many wins can I rack up against some real heavy hitters in this little world that I'm in, whether that's from a kayak or a big boat or you're you're doing big boat tournaments even as a co-angler, you know, and you're just hopping on boats here and there. Some folks get into that world just to learn. Just so they yeah. can get the exposure of like, hey, I'm going to plant myself on dude's boat for six to eight hours, and uh, I'm going to try to just absorb as much information as I can about this and be the best that I can while I'm out there. For other folks, you know, it's a means to feed their family. You know what I mean? Like, yep. th that's exactly like fishing can be so much to so many different people. It's like, it's absolutely wild. I'm, I'm psyched, man. I am absolutely psyched for some of the stuff we've got lined up and it's just, yep. just starting to happen. So um, bottom, bo bottom line, yeah. we, you and I had a phenomenal weekend and yeah. this was our first expo and we're both psyched. Yeah. But one thing I'm psyched about yes. is five days from now. Yeah, man, it's coming. The 100th episode. So you're listening right now. You're listening to episode 99. Unless a giant asteroid or comet like flails into the earth, our next episode is going to be reason to celebrate in a huge way. Go ahead and uh, get ready. Yeah, book the balloons, book the cakes, because next Tuesday is the, the one hundred the donkey show. Yes, book the donkey. <laughs> the 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 next week's episode is our one hundredth episode, our centennial unbelievable that we've we've gotten to this point so far hang on that's worthy that's worthy of a double damn it thank you thank you guys just really it's just an honor to be here thank you for listening to the show Thank you for rating and reviewing. We appreciate you guys. We really do. Rate and review. Don't forget to rate and review, people. Yeah. I mean, you know, and that's the thing about podcasting. One of the things that I have learned since we've been, you know, let's let's take a look back here. Let's turn back the pages of podcast history a little bit. In the last 99 episodes, what have I learned about podcasting? It's that there is a certain segment of the population that understands why we use this format for what we do and they love it and we love them for loving it we do you know it's because you can take this format and you can digest it however you wish you can listen to this in segments but you can do it passively so while you're in the car, if you're taking a train, if you're flying somewhere, you can consume this without having to be looking at a screen or anything like that. And you can always come back to it. You can download it and have it played locally. Lots of things. <laughs> then there's another segment of this population that has no idea why we use this platform. 
Yeah. No idea. They just don't understand it, and it's okay because you can stream us on our website as well, jigsandbigs.com. You can stream it right there. Uh, but what Sean's talking about, when he says rate and review, based on your podcast platform of choice, you can actually give us a rating. And I think a lot of people don't realize, but you can actually rate us on Spotify too. Apple Podcasts, you know, lots of folks use Apple Podcasts. In fact, the majority of our listening audience does listen. Over half of you listen on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate you. Go ahead and leave a review over there, leave a rating. That's awesome. But our Spotify users, that's the number two to Apple Podcasts. It's a good, realistic chunk of our audience. Those users can go to our, our podcast on Spotify and give a star rating over there, and that does help us get some visibility. So we appreciate that. Um, and that's that small portion of the population that doesn't know <laughs> They wouldn't. They wouldn't rate us if they were. They wouldn't rate us or listen to us if they were taking a dump or pulling a train. They wouldn't. <laughs> to them, it's uh, pretty much one in the same. Pretty much <laughs> one in the same. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, wh where was I going with this? this? So there was one other thing actually this week that kind of happened that was huge that we have to touch on. We had been talking about our merchandise for a long time, for now months. We've been talking about it, and our store has been it's been it's been over a month that our store has been offline, and we had been working with a local company to bring a really wide, diverse uh, amount of merch. So we wanted to offer you know some of the standard items that you would get for to support a creator of any kind: t-shirts, hats, hoodies, things like this. But you know, we're anglers. We spend out our time out in the sun. You know, it's like we want things that lend themselves to that. So the performance gear, stuff like that. Um, that was a that was a big highlight to have that available. In fact, uh, when I saw the butcher, he was sporting one of our performance shirts at the uh, expo. And oh, I was, was he? Yeah, he was. He was rocking one of our performance shirts. Was he? Which one? The original or the metal? The OG. The OG, nice. the OG logo. So um, he 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 comes up. So I mean, it was great to have that stuff there. And unfortunately, that company decided that it was not in their best interest to uh, keep our store up running. Um, I want to throw this out there that it would have been nice if they let us know that they were taking our store down for that reason. So we found out the hard way. Um, we went and asked. And uh, we were put in a position where we basically had to figure something out. So moving forward for Jigs and Bigs merchandise, we have a solution. There is already a store up on jigsandbigs.com. If you go there now, we have what we're calling that line the Jigs and Bigs Essentials line. You can order hats. We've got three different styles of hats. We've got hoodies. Uh, we've got t-shirts. And uh, in fact, we even have ladies t-shirts. And we also have, Ooh. yeah, I threw in this little extra one and I got a little flack from Berkshire Brett for this. I threw in, uh, it, there's two sizes, a smaller and a larger one, an accessory pouch. And your boy BRB is very big in the whole uh, EDC and like, you know, bag packing sort of mentality when I put stuff together. Your boy loves pouches like this, right? In fact, this pouch right here I use for our digital recorder. It goes in there to keep it safe. I can put it in a bag. I used that when I brought it to the uh, to the the expo when I recorded that segment. Like pouches are really handy, but Let's say you want to put together a small pouch of baits uh, that maybe you keep them in your glove box, you know, when you're at 
a family barbecue at a, a park and there's a pond there and you've got a rod, but you know, maybe you don't want to bring a bunch of your, you know, your whole backpack full of baits or anything like that. You can keep one of these handy with some baits and some terminal tackle, maybe some leader line and a pair of pliers. You're good. You know? So I was like, mm-hmm. I kind of think I, I want to throw that in there. Plus, if you wanted to utilize one of these pouches inside your backpack to put maybe all of your leaders, you know, all of your line all together in here to keep them bunched together so that you can easily just grab what you need and take it and go, that's a good idea. So I put that up there too, but we're going to add some other items on there periodically. So what happened to the performance gear? We're going to take this seasonally. That's the decision we we came up with. Sean and I got together and we pounded about seventy five pots of coffee over at Mrs. Mitchell's. We did. We True did. Story. Yeah, and we ate at least thirty five uh, omelets apiece because we put our noses to the grindstone and we figured out a plan. Um, we're a, I don't know if you've heard, but we're a podcast. We're not an apparel company. We're not a lot of these things. And we tried to come up with different plans of attack of ways to make this happen. We didn't really have a big interest in uh, in doing a and carrying any kind of inventory and having to worry about shipping out orders or anything like that. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bite the bullet and do that on a minimalist scale. So what we're going to do is we're going to launch, I think we're going to launch six week runs where we'll do pre-orders that are up for a period of six weeks. And we fill out that number of orders. And then what we'll do is we'll put those together. But what's cool about this is that this is where your performance gear is going to come in. This is where your unique one-off t-shirt ideas are going to come from your 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 where we may do collabs with other artists to come up with different designs you might see a shirt that's you know all about uh, a little tongue-in-cheek joke about just the tip something like that like it's show related stuff but it'll be unique and then we'll archive it and then we'll only bust into that archive for celebrative sort of reasons like we're doing something huge and this was really popular we'll bring that back we're going to experiment with doing some stuff with outerwear jigs and bigs branded raincoats and you know uh, other other items you know for outerwear things like that hell if we can do jigs and bigs freaking uh what am i thinking of here waiters i'd love to do that i don't know if we oh, could that'd be nice. that would be great you know what i mean all kinds of stuff like that if there's a way that we can brand it and and we do want to release a jigs and bigs backpack as well yep. so you know when you're out beating the bank and you're doing your thing or or maybe you know you get this is something great like you know you you want to you Maybe you have kids and you've made poor parenting decisions and you allow them to listen to our program. Uh, and so much to the point that you allow them to wear the merch to school, you could send them in a, in a Jigs and Bigs backpack, you know, something like that. It'll be fun. It'll be it'll be interesting. So you're definitely going to want to. There's a couple of things. First and foremost, um, these drops will be released to our jig heads first. They will get a seven day advance on all of them. And then after that, they'll all be dropped on social media and to we're, we're cultivating actually a mailing list right now. And that mailing list will be anytime we do some kind of a drop with something, you will get an email about that information when it goes live. And we're going to set that stuff up. Two things I want to mention first and foremost about that uh, Jigs and Bigs Essential store. That is huge. Uh, first off, we've updated that Jigs and Bigs logo shirt. I was just going to make mention of that. Can yep. I talk about it? Can Go I do ahead. It? Ooh, do it. Ooh, can I do it? Do it. The original Jigs and Bigs logo shirt has a big FTG on the back right now. So you guys enjoy that. Yep. 
Just real yep. subtle. It says FTG. <laughs> real subtle. In the biggest letters we could make. It could say <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> it yeah. could, but we chose to just put FTG. So we did this because this is a conversation starter. If you wear this shirt, folks are going to say, what the hell does FTG mean? Oh, I've, I've, uh, maybe I've, oh, I follow Jigs and Bigs on Instagram. What does FTG mean? This is your chance to go like, oh, that guy that went by on his boat, freaking mooning us and telling us to fuck off. Well, yeah, fuck that guy. You yeah. know, that's what that's about. So we updated that. The other cool thing is this all of the prices on our merch store include shipping, there is free yes. shipping on everything everything there so you're not gonna select a bunch of items and go like oh i have to mortgage my house so i can get this shit sent to me thanks fedex no instead you get prices that include shipping so it's it's shipping included on everything there um and i'm working on some promo codes for the jig heads Good. I'm working they on some promo. It. Yeah, they deserve it. They they definitely do, man. Um, so we'll go ahead and drop some of that info as well. Uh, it'll save them a little bit, you know. And uh, we'll go ahead and make it all make it all happen. It's going to be very, very, very interesting. We should make mention as to why exactly why we don't carry stock of stuff, and this yes. is all you know uh, made to order. We we have contacts. Yeah, we we know we know people that do apparel. We're people who know and people. And we've seen the effects of the amount of hooks at hoodlums apparel that's scattered all over Andrew's third servant quarter at his lake house. And it's, it's just completely disrupted his life. It really has. Like, it's nuts. I mean, how, how are they supposed to get at, you know, the, each ski do that's parked right next to that with all those boxes in those servants' quarters? How? <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about like overcomplicating your own lifestyle when it's when you're like, how am I supposed to get to my third wave pontoon boat when I have to climb over all of these, you know, <laughs> arrive, arrive as a king, leave a legend hoodies that are blocking my way, you know, you know, I, I all these all those things were it's in the, the way in life compound really is what it is. The it's serv- the real- <laughs> in particular, it's the servants that are tasked with just waving a palm at him to keep him cool day in day out well i mean it, they insulate so well i know those hoodies know. oh and i had a conversation with one mrs sarah pendergast about yes. that hoodie the arrive a king leave as a legend yes she said why isn't there one that says arrive a queen Ooh, i think that there is an opportunity for an amazing special session for th- that design there you go yeah i mean who the hell am i who the hell who do i think i am making these suggestions am i fucking joe brown who the fuck, who the is, fuck is joe is, brown who the fuck is bobby rose beef exactly <laughs> but you know i'm like that is a good opportunity so we're gonna anyway getting back to get, let's put the focus back on jigs and bigs um, yes i'm sorry <laughs> cut that cut that cut that um getting getting back to our drops our 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 goal and we're gonna try to make this happen because we're we're talking to a number of different companies to figure out um minimums and and what's the best decision because what we want to do is we want to offer you guys the highest quality that we can with our stuff 
Um, so that's what we're looking for is like who works with these companies that are of a different level. And also we, we want to do, uh, you know, options are always great. So we want to release this and our goal is to shoot for a summer drop. We realize that spring is probably cutting it really close, but by summer, we would like to have our first drop with at least performance gear, potentially performance gear and, uh, a, a specialty shirt. So that's that's kind of this will be there'll be two separate orders and they'll get shipped differently but i think it's going to be a whole lot of fun so that's that's where we're at as far as merchandise goes for jigs and bigs you guys can get the essentials line anytime at jigsandbigs.com we will be adding to that shop page uh for drops you'll actually see a banner when we have a, a new merch drop there you'll be able to go and make your orders right online get everything all set up and then uh, we'll send out the order to go and we'll get you your stuff it's going to be so awesome and this is great too sean because now we get to plan this stuff out and we say like oh well there's that new shirt or there's that there's that jacket we got to get that by the way while we're talking about merch any of you guys at the at the expo last uh over the weekend or at least on sunday if you saw me there i was wearing the one-of-a-kind jigs and bigs hockey jersey you guys saw this if you're a jig head you saw this on the live stream from lake champlain i had talked about it uh when uh when i was surprised at one of my trivia nights by some three bells fam by some fishing report fam by some hooks at hoodlums fam and i mean all kinds of folks got together and 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 blew my mind um put together this shirt sean i didn't tell you this i walked out of the show with that new cashian rod right walked out of the show had my uh samurai tactical backpack on full of all my gear and uh, i left my jacket in the truck uh, intentionally because i don't want to have to leave it around and then like track it down later or anything so i left it in the truck and I, I was walking back in, and there was this dude in this pickup, and it was full of people. And he honks on the horn. He's like, hey, I love your content, man. Thank you. He's like, your show is great, which is awesome. It was fantastic. He's like, so I, you know, I, I, I told him, I said, I said, thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. He's like, dude, he's like, and your merch is on point. He's like, where can I get one of those? We got to make that a drop. I know. I yeah. know. I think what well, that, that's that might be a for the winter because we – even with the companies we worked with prior, yeah, hockey jerseys, hockey jerseys were a completely different beast. Oh, for sure, so, for sure. Yeah. So I think I think that's what we're gonna do is we're gonna look. But like I said, you know, we're. Uh, entertaining this with multiple companies we're reaching out where if we can make this work we'll announce what we have to get in order for this to go you know the, the numbers that we need to get in order to meet the minimum for them to do it um and we're gonna we're gonna you know we're obviously going to the plan is that if it's close and we can make it happen we're gonna kick in for uh the additional so that we can get that minimum and uh and then we, there's there's the opportunity that we'll be using some of that additional merch that comes in as giveaways for certain things you know uh will outfit uh, some some listeners i just had a, a really great brainstorm that i'm yeah. just going to share with you and all the listeners fired away why have we not investigated doing a basketball style jersey like a tank you know what i mean a basketball ironic top? you say that man we're the home yeah. of basketball we should yeah yeah we should we should do a jigs and bigs basketball jersey a hundred percent and i was gonna i was thinking i'm like we should do all sorts of sports i am volleyball a, volleyball holyoke dude holyoke yeah absolutely we're volleyball you know holy shit yeah dude i have wanted to do an embroidered baseball jersey jigs and bigs baseball jersey for the longest time we might yeah we might have to make a four four season sport line here yep 
Wow. Uh, one other right. one other item that I would like to do, and, and it's, the thing is I can't include this in the online store for the essentials, but I would love to get into doing some of those PVC Velcro-backed uh, morale patches. Oh, yeah. I think those would be awesome, man, because I've got this band of Velcro that goes across my Samurai Tactical backpack, and I also have another one that's a little bit more narrow on my uh, Samurai Tactical sling bag, and they're crying for a Jigs and Bigs morale patch. And I think I think this is a great opportunity. Like that, that would be awesome. In fact, what would be great is if we could get into these and do them and make them a live show exclusive. Yeah, that'd be good. That would be great. We have ideas. We're just yeah. we're just smart humans. Yeah, I mean, you guys think we do this podcast because we like making content. No, we just need an actual record of our conversation so that we could go back and figure this shit out. Again, reference Bobby Roast Beef, Old Stoner comment. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Man, it was such a great week. Like, it really was. We got a lot done. This week's going to be intense because we've yeah. got the live show. That's coming up on sa- on Saturday the 5th. Um by the time you guys hear this, it's gonna be it's gonna be five days away. Like, and it's gonna be a blast. Word on the street is I think we're gonna have more people there than I than we're planning on. Um yeah, with, yeah I, I do. I mean, we've had waves of ticket sales here and there. Some folks are just like they're they're on it, they're making it happen. Um, other folks are are are, you know, they need to wait either to see what's going on with the weather. And now that we can kind of see it in the seven day forecast, we know that it looks like even though Thursday and Friday are going to see some rain and some snow, that and Saturday is going to be cold. Saturday should be clear. Like you should have, there yep. should be no issues for anybody getting out and 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 enjoying themselves at this show. So, as a quick reminder, uh, our show is happening at seven p.m. on February the fifth, Saturday night. It's over at the uh, Nathan. It's over at Nathan Bill's Barn Restaurant, uh, specifically in the uh, Thomas J. Sullivan Memorial Banquet Hall. So, if you go into the regular bar over there and you just say, "Hey guys, I'm here for this fishing thing," or "I'm here for the podcast," they're going to know and bring you over. Um, our bartender for the night is Shannon. Uh, Shannon is a lovely individual. She is awesome. I told her, I said, uh, if you have sensitive ears, you might want to have some earmuffs uh, for that. And she said, no worries. I talked to the staff over there and I said that uh, this show contains some language, just a heads up. Um, and uh, we're going to have ourselves uh, a hoedown over there is what we're going to do. I'm excited about having our guests come out. I'm excited about, I mean, all this stuff. It's going to be really, really, really fantastic. We've got a couple special friends coming up from Maryland. That's in the works. Um, we have uh, some prizes to give away. Uh, we're doing, uh, what I think we're going to do is a deal or no deal. We're going to do it in three different segments. We're going to do segment one. We'll end with a round of deal or no deal. And then we're going to reset the board, reset the prizes and everything. And after segment two, we're going to do another bad round of deal or no deal. And then on segment three, we're going to do our final round. And then I think we're just going to start pulling numbers because every attendee at this live event is receiving a packet of great stuff. Like great, great stuff, a card that lists all of our vendors that are there and their information and any promo codes or anything that they want associated with that. They're also uh, they're also going to receive with that uh, some promotional items from some of these vendors that are providing us with some of this stuff. What can you expect? We're talking about small items that you can throw in there. We have I don't want to give anything away of what's in there, but there's some stuff. In fact, one company specific reaction tackle blew my fucking mind today with what they sent over because i just got the package of what they've got lined up and dude there are prizes galore 
Like so much good stuff. And what they're including in there is an accessory that is often overlooked. I use one of these myself. It's tied on to my kayak seat right now, out, you know, and I use this thing all the time for a handful of different applications and it comes in really, really handy. We're going to tell you what that is next week when we break it all down. But everybody who shows up is getting one of these items. Um, it's just very, very exciting. You know, we're very, very happy to be doing this. Very lucky. Um, hashtag blessed, if you will, to have the connections in the fishing community that we've made that are really fantastic folks. Um, there is talk that we might have an Old Glory uh, Outdoors employee actually uh, digesting uh, live bait on command um, as a little sideshow. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's pretty much how it's going to go. It's as like a sideshow. So if you want to get your tickets, and I advise everybody, do us a favor. Make sure that you get your tickets in advance. We will have somebody there allowing people at the door, so we'll be able to take, you know, you'll be able to get a ticket, quote-unquote, at the door. But, again, we only have about 100 seats. That's it. After that, we're kind of screwed. So if you're, if you, especially if you're traveling, you're making uh, a, a trip, you know, and it's a mission for you to get here, Get your advance tickets. Go to jigsandbigs.com. You can get your tickets. They're $10 a pop. Uh, a large portion of that goes to our friends at Make Massachusetts Fishing Spots Great Again. This whole endeavor has been to raise money for them. We've got, uh, we're going to be presenting them with a big check, doing the cheesy, you know, Instagram poses with the giant check and everything. It's going to be really great. They'll be on hand. I'm hoping they're going to have some information too about cleaning up waterways and stuff. And if, if you're not local, and let this be a point of inspiration for you you like a hundred percent let it let their let what they're doing out there inspire you to go ahead and and maybe drop those nuggets of of info to do something with in your area but tickets are available go ahead and get them asap get them now maybe you're listening to this show right now pause this show we'll wait and uh, get your tickets get your tickets for the 100th episode jigs and bigs live recording amazing you're not going to want to miss this. And as a reminder, I've had a lot of people ask, Sean, I don't know if people have asked you, are we going to have this as a live stream as well while it's happening live so that our jig heads can watch as it's going on? Unfortunately, with what we have lined up, we can't do it live. It would be so boring because you wouldn't see all of the stuff that's going on. We wouldn't be able to give you the camera angles or anything like that. The show itself, you know, the podcast is still going to be entertaining as hell, but as a jig head, like really we, we wish that you guys could, can be there. Um, it's it the, all the the lag in between. Once we edit the show, it's going to be great. It's it's having it go live because there's going to be pockets where there's not going to be a whole lot going on, and you know people are going to be ordering drinks from the bar and ordering food, and you know it's it's going to be to live stream that would just not necessarily be worthwhile to have what we're looking at right now on screen. That's the best that we could give them. Actually, it wouldn't even be that. Yeah. It would only be one image, you know? So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there guys. We'll get there. Uh, I may, we're, we're not, we're not CBS's fucking football, NFL football camera crew here. Not we yet. Got, That's coming. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not yet. <laughs> Episode 200. We'll talk. <laughs> Episode 200. We'll talk. Yep. <laughs> I freaking love it, man. I love it. Of course, uh, we had a little discovery this weekend too. Not that kind of discovery, Wait. but a little bit of a discovery. Some nugget of information crossed our path that a certain Shoot. Instagram profile is uh, edging painfully close to one thousand followers. Like as of as of dancing. right now, 
It happens to be at 983. Holy shit. Last I knew it was 975. So you're making moves, man. People are following you. That's that's really good. So we are, that makes it 27 followers away from triggering another giveaway from the Jigs and Bigs fam, which is freaking amazing. Hey, old stoner with the math. How many? 27. 27 plus 83 is 110. Oh, uh, 17, <laughs> even, holy shit. <laughs> Remember folks, get your edibles at Insa. <laughs> Hang on. Using crack and cocaine to get high. Oh God. <laughs> That's the uh, kind of show that we do when I can go ahead and throw. Is somebody actually said that in my live stream? They're like, Hey, is that an Insa hat? Yeah, I saw. I, nope. I did watch the live stream yesterday while I was uh, sitting uh, doing some some other stuff at the computer. So nice. I had a laugh at that. Yeah, I was like, so yeah, yeah we're we're is. seventeen away. Um, another 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 giveaway gets triggered at at a thousand, and that'll be my first thousand, putting me up in the the stratosphere with the Bobby Roast Beef account. It's it's and, getting um, there. Yeah, and uh, I think really, you know, people are jumping on. It's really good. I'm yeah. not going to press it too much, but on the the. The topic of Instagram followers. Um, I want to send a nice shout out. I love a shout my out. My boy, my boy, and your boy, Dust Off Fishing hit 10k this weekend. Yes, that's right. That was just this weekend, man. Yep. Yeah. So congrats, congrats to him. That's a huge number. We, you know, he probably partied like we did. Well, he probably didn't party like we did. <laughs> probably partied in a different way. <laughs> I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. What'd you guys Being military? Th- there's rules. <laughs> exactly. Well, and also like, you know, we've got some years on him too. We were probably in bed by eight 30 and he was, you know, watching the 11 o'clock news. You know? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So yeah, that was, that was good, man. We, we, we hit, we we're about to hit it and he hit that number and yeah, it's yeah, happening. Keep, it's keep, happening. Keep pushing it. And of course, you know, I mean, Cheryl does such a great job with the fishing report. Like, really does a great job. We have uh, amazing contributors that jump in this. And I, you know, I'm telling you, I, I wish I was catching some fish so I could put some input here. But I'm, I, it is kind of nice to have a, such a, a good group of people giving some info about what they're experiencing out on the water and providing some details. So very, very cool. Very, very excited. Uh, once we yep. get some open and water, that's going to change, though. I'll be able to participate a bit more. Yeah, and the report right now, like we've tried to say it's weekly, bi-weekly. It's not. It's irregular. It's just based on who's getting out there. Like this weekend, I don't think anybody fished because there was so much snow. Yeah. Um, it maybe maybe the folks out in the Berkshires did. I don't know if Brett got out, but we'll find out this week. Um, if there's not enough, she pushes it to the next week. We're yeah. okay with it. We understand that this time of year, not a, it's it's a different breed that's out there, and not all of them are fishing reporters. So it's tough when you're when you're doing this and you're making uh, making content. Like it's it's tricky to uh, to to deliver you know fishing content all twelve months of the year. It really yeah. is. Like, I mean, ice fishing is is great, but like that can vary year by year. You can have a year where barely anybody's getting on the ice, but 
It's freaking nuts. And then as just as a quick reminder, guys, Jigs and Bigs does have a YouTube channel. Um, we've been doing stuff with uh, adding little clips here and there. So if you're on YouTube and you're like, oh, yeah, I'd like to check this stuff out, we've been putting little snippets of the show with the guests before they come on. So if you kind of want to get an idea of what's going on uh, with all that, we also are going to be posting some video content as well that's going to, I'd like to say it partners with the podcast. So as we as we continue to grow, uh, that will kind of grow along with it and sort of catch up. But, uh, but man, there's, there's some good stuff happening. Bobby, one last thing before we break here. Yes. Um, so I just want to make note that the Chronic Trips tournament is still going on. Normally I would hit that in segment two, but yep. um, I'm going to hit it hard on episode 101 because then it's going to be the last month of the tournament. Things yep. are things are going to be winding down. It's still, you know, still a three three person race here. So if anyone wants to jump in on that, there's there's prizes available. The more people that come in, the the better the prizes better. there yeah. are, and uh, no one's run away with it. So if you jump in again, fresh water, salt water. Ice, no ice, does yep. not matter. Shore, boats, we don't give a shit. Fly rods, well, it's got to be rod and reel. Like fly rods, bait casters, we don't give a shit. Bait, lures, come on out. Fish chronic trips. The whole point yeah. is getting out on the water and, um, you know, doing it in the chronic trips way. Yeah. If possible. If possible. And uh, where, where possible. legal and, 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 uh, and, you know, appropriate. Yep. Yep. So jump in on that. Um, and we'll we'll talk more about that on episode one hundred and one because episode one hundred is is a whole different can of worms. It That's really our is. giant size giant sized anniversary issue right there for all you comic book fans. Episode. Episode 100 is like issue 100, and that's why I, I think that's kind of what started it, right, Bobby? My love of comic books, and I said, dude, episode 100, we gotta we gotta do it's something. Gotta be a giant sized yeah. issue right there. You know, culmination of a storyline. We got some good stuff. Nope. I mean, we really, we really, really, really do. I think I'm very excited about it. So I'm going to go ahead, guys. We're going to throw and take a quick break. We're going to come back. And uh, we have an interesting Just the Tip this week. And uh, we have some more info for you in segment number two. And uh, don't forget, guys, I've got Mike Goes Fishing. He is with us uh, in our third segment for our interview. Uh, great conversation with him. If you're not following him, he's uh, he's on YouTube. You should definitely check him out. He's uh, a Sixth Sense partner. And uh, he's, got, he's got some good info for you. So go ahead and check that out in our third segment. We will be right back after this. Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggen baits, X-Zone lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or Order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code Jigs and Bigs, and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan Stardom Young to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code Jigs and Bigs. Save some money and gear up now. Bobby and Sean now have a special presentation for us all. They'd like to give everyone just the tip. Yeah. 
Well, here we are, guys. It is uh, time for Just the Tip, segment number two for Jigs and Bigs. Uh, this week, this Just the Tip is kind of a, a different one. It's We're not going to talk about specific tackle necessarily. We're not going to jump down your throats about how you should network or, or anything. I mean, I guess it kind of touches on that a little bit. We're, we're not going to talk about social media. We're going to talk about getting out. Getting out and going to your local fishing expos. These happen all over the country. Uh, if you Google your area and you look a fishing or outdoors expo, wherever you're based, your odds are you're going to find something within a couple hours uh, of your area. I mean, these things happen all the time. Some at a really grand scale, some at uh, a really, really small scale, and some most right kind of in between. Um, it's highly worthwhile to get out there and uh, mingle with the fishing community. You know, go ahead and 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 look at like some some local bait makers. It's a great way to also, you know, socialize with the fishing community. It's funny in this last interview that I recorded with Chris Ellis, he had uh, mentioned that was one of the things about this sport that makes it so unique is that social aspect. You know, it is, it's, there's so much there and there's so much that you can learn by networking with folks. And it's, uh, it makes your experience when you bump into these people out on the water, uh, very pleasant, you know, instead of being, you know, awkward or anything like that, you get to know some people and it, it, it benefits your overall experience as a whole. Uh, and then there's the networking side of it. You know, I mean, if you're a tournament angler and you're looking for, you know, maybe you're looking for sponsors or, or something like that, this is a great way to put a face to the name and have a conversation conversation with the people that you're looking to you make an impression a real impression you know with people who you may want to partner with or you know it's also a great way to get info about like what's coming what's new you know and in some cases you can get some deals i mean with this swim bait rod that i i i i had purchased i think i saved 40 bucks on it you yeah know? and and uh, conversely, aside from local bait makers, you might have something that's not local, but it's not super far away. Yeah. Case in point was was plugged baits. Yep. They're not from California. They're from Pennsylvania, but I never would have come across their lures. Yeah. Had I not been walking around the show saying, "Wow, look at these!" and you know, we'll see how they they work for me in the uh, in the in the spring. But um, another big thing too, and. You and I talk about this all the time, Bobby. Yep. Like, and, and I'm going to wrap it. I'm gonna, this is going to go out for a little bit, but I'm going to. I'm going to reel it back in gotcha. into how, how it works with shows. But sometimes we, you know, we as competitive on the competitive side, the competitive side angler yep. thinks that like they catch big fish and they do well in tournaments and that's going to somehow translate into sponsorships or collaborations or whatever. And that's not the case. Yes. Because that, that in my opinion is a direct, a, a great analogy that can be made for that is the, the episode of South Park with the underwear gnomes. Where they show their business model and it says collect underwear. Step two is nothing, and step three is profit. Yeah. So so there has to be something going on to make that profit. The profit in this case being your money, goods, whatever being attached to your collaboration or yeah. your sponsor. You've got to show sponsors or, or any businesses that are out there trying to get their product out that you can do that. Not that you can catch fish with it. No one cares about catching fish. It's that you can talk about their product. Or tell other people that this product is effective in catching fish, and then other people buy it. Exactly. This isn't this isn't rocket science, but you have to be able to do that. And look, I know there's there's anglers out there that competitive or not are like, I don't like being around people. I get that. Yeah, but I get that. <laughs> that's that's you know, 
That's step two. Collect underwear. Step two. Step three is profit. Yeah. No, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get, you know, gotta, gotta do something with the underwear. Then you get the profit. I feel like so much of what you just said is is exactly the point that that Cody Jennings from Jigmasters was making about you know that relationship. Like, cool, you caught a big fish on my bait. Well, just you catching that fish doesn't mean that all of a sudden everybody's going to go and buy it. Like they have to see that you caught that fish on that big bait and you need to engage with them enough so that enough people are actually seeing this and then actually talk about the bait and make it easy for people who are interested in that to go ahead and do it. So like when you're looking to network and you're looking to grow, this is that networking side. I said, we're just going to graze on. But again, like when you look at it like that in this way, this way, if, if you like in tying it into an expo, if you're there, you can state your case. And then what you, what you get is, is you get this different element that you can't get in a DM and that's, you can talk to somebody and have a conversation and make them believe in you that you can't do with a DM. You have to go like, all I have are my followers. All I have are my numbers. All I have are my stats. All I have is this. I'd like to work with you. But if you have a conversation and you have a compelling discussion and engagement with somebody that represents a brand, then you can go and take this to like that whole other level and really kind of grow and everybody prospers. It's a win for each, you know, for each of you. Uh, And that's how it has to be. It's not you pulling a fast one over somebody else or them pulling one on you. It's that you both benefit from working together. It's the, the sum of both parts. So that's always a good thing. Um, So and where can you do that? Expo. At an expo. Yep. Yep. And, and obviously some people skills and awareness are involved because if yeah. someone is stocking their booth or they're busy or something, don't just barge up and say, I want to represent your shit. Yeah. Exactly. We don't want that. Take a you, look you at gotta, my giant fish. <laughs> yes. They let me fish. <laughs> they, let, they let me fish. <laughs> Oh, the big question. So, so I, I think, I think the the takeaway from all this is get out to your local expos. Trust me, it's there. Like even if you don't necessarily buy a thing, you'll have your finger on the pulse of what's going on, and you can connect to the scene in what you're doing. So, local expos, great place to do that. Plus, if also if you're looking at tournament fishing, that's a great way to meet people who are already doing it and in some cases you might even meet some people who are running trails and can get some more information about that so we have a a a little episode feature we're going to be talking about that specifically that's down the road but uh sean are you ready Sean, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, there was some uh, pretty significant snowfall over the weekend. Shenanigan-worthy snowfall. Shenanigan-worthy. Um, I'm going to tell you, I this hadn't dawned on me until you had started talking about like the hotel situation and everything there and the plowing and all that stuff, or in some cases, I think the lack thereof. Uh, but there was, uh, a, when I arrived on Sunday uh, at the show, the parking lot there was an absolute train wreck. Um, it was there was there was of course there were cars all over the place, so you can only do so much. But most cars you had to climb in and out of snow to get in and out of your car to get it around. So like it was it was a mess. I get it. That's nothing. I'm not saying FTG about that, 
But I do want to go and throw a big old double finger in the air, FTG, for whoever made the decision uh, of, we heard from a very close friend of the show <laughs> about how yep. a, what was it, a 16-foot cubic uh, cube van? Yep. I think it was a 16-foot. So. Yeah, buried in 30 inches of snow. And uh, this is where you're talking about the show ends. You pack it up. You got to get all your stuff out there. So, I mean, that just sucks. And I, the, the worst part was the feedback um, from the, the, the point of contact uh, of, of this, this parking lot there was, well, you know, what are we supposed to do if we didn't if we didn't plow you guys would be pissed too or the even better is the uh well i have to dig my car out as well <laughs> like that's not a 16 foot truck <laughs> and that was on that was on sunday that was on sunday yeah, sunday so morning that was at, oh but that was at the hotel yeah that not was the, at the hotel not the not, not where the expo, the expo. No. okay okay yeah that was um, at the hotel i mean i i don't know what the conditions were, I mean, when I left, I understand like that hotel also had easy 30, 30 to well, anywhere between 30 and 50 utility trucks because of the high winds, there were crews that were ready to go and they were staying there. Like a lot of times, you know, utility crews will come up from different parts of the country to help out with stuff like take the California wildfires. Everybody in the country had firefighters helping with those things. You know what I mean? Yep. But, um, that parking lot was packed. I, I kind of get it, but I mean, it's just a shit situation. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else we could say, like how to fix that. You know, I hate to say it. If 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 the if the clerk at the desk had said there was nothing we could do, I have to dig my car out too. May you know? Could there have been a way to coordinate with at least some of the guests so that maybe only one or two cars this happens to? I mean, at that parking lot at the the hotel where yep. I was going to stay was. That was tight. That, that wasn't was a very big tight. parking lot. Yeah. It was very tight. But then you compound it with 30 to 50 utility trucks and shit got squeaky tight. Yep. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, definitely fuck that. That sucks. I don't yeah. know of a way around it, though. You know what I mean? I think I think the 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 right way to handle this, and I can I can remember this used to piss me off too. But back when I worked in television, we had we had two very tight parking lots, um, and they were connected by a small driveway that connected each one. And uh, what they basically did was they they would make an announcement, you know, in the PA, basically like if you're parked in this lot, move to the front or move to the back, whichever. They would clean out that one, then move to the other, and it made the most sense. Does it suck? It sucks. But at least then you could say, hey, we reached out to all the guests yeah. you know, that were there, and we told them, this is when we're plowing, move your car, or this is what's going to happen. Or, or with, I mean, imagine the technology if they just sent an email, because I'm sure that there's an email attached to every account, so that even if you're not there to move your car, you then know what's coming. Yeah, you know, if nothing else. So I mean, that's just a shitty thing to have to wake up to. You're like, oh, okay, cool. It's going to be a real busy day. You know, things are great. Yesterday was a total wash for the show. Oh, we show up and like, oh, well, now I have to dig into the truck before I can even get out of here. That's the you know, one fine way yeah. to start your morning. Like, I, when when I when I heard about this, I was like, you got to be kidding. That's awful. And I feel like, I mean, you know, we we've talked about it before. Like the 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 slow decomposition of what. Uh, customer service has turned into in like our current point in history. Like it's, it's almost just like, you know, well, Hey, you're lucky you're getting anything. You know what I mean? 
it's yeah. it is well, it's tough. In particular, the past two years, businesses don't have the the employees to yeah. to do the customer service, and they you know yeah. And there, I get it; it sucks. It does. It does suck. But it's like there there is this air of like, well, too bad. You know, I'm here doing my job. You know, it's like. Oh, I mean, there's got to be sensitivity all the way around, clearly, but like at the same time, like throw throw us a bone, you know? Yeah, it's it's crazy. So yeah, fuck that guy that made the call. That uh, yeah, we're just gonna plow everybody in, and that way everybody's screwed, you know? Dump yep. all yep. this shit. I all agree. Over the place. Yeah. What can you do, man? What can you do? But uh, so we have now. Now you already talked about chronic trips in segment one. You're gonna hold off until we get to episode 101. 101. We're starting fresh. Yep. We're gonna talk about chronic trips. My challenge is you got a couple weeks until that episode, folks. Jump on. Get on the board. Yeah. Jump on. Jump on. Ice is out. Uh, you know, they're catching fish down at Kissimmee. There, there's fish in Florida that are biting. Yeah, there's so fish I'm in sure Florida. There's that are fish in between, exactly. between here and Florida. If you got open so, water, you've got no reason to not jump on. So go ahead, join Chronic Trips, use Fishing Chaos, search Chronic Trips. You'll find it. Jump in there, enter. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Guys, this is a short, sweet segment two. When we get back from this uh, break, we've got Mike Goes Fishing. He is doing this. We're we're we've got him in the beef seat. We're going to talk about with Mike. We're going to learn about his likes and dislikes. What's going on with him on the water? And we're going to talk. We talk a lot about sixth sense too. And uh, we will see you guys right after this quick message. Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce that we're being supported by Three Bells Outfitters. Located in Smith Cove on the Niantic River, TBO is Connecticut's premier paddle sports retailer. They're a full service shop specializing in kayaks and paddle boards for everything from recreation to tournament fishing. Three Bells is an authorized dealer of Hobie, Jackson, Feel Free, Native, and Bonafide kayaks, as well as many paddleboard brands. Not sure of what kind of SUP or kayak you want? TBO offers free demos of all brands. Want to go for an extended test drive? They have a full service rental facility on site. Three Bells also offers a complete rigging service for your kayak with such brands as Yak Attack, Yak Gear, Burley Pro, Yak Power, Torquedo, and more. The sky is the limit. You can visit Three Bells Outfitters in person or online at threebellsoutfitters.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. Can't make it to the store to pick up your kayak or worried the freight company might damage your purchase? Three Bells Outfitters offers a white glove delivery of kayaks within a 225 mile radius of their store at a rate less than typical freight carriers. They will deliver your kayak, set it up, and answer any questions you may have. Be sure to follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to tell them Jigs and Bigs sent you Three Bells Outfitters because life is better on the water. Hey guys, Bobby Roast Beef here on location, and I, I, I got to throw this out here. Powered by Nakwa, I'm actually running my digital uh, recorder right now from Zoom from the Nakwa power bank. I've done this before. It works like a charm. It is so freaking awesome. But I'm here recording live at the New England Fishing Expo at the uh, Boxborough Regency here in Boxborough, Massachusetts. And uh, man, there's so much good stuff around here. So many amazing exhibitors. Uh, whatever you're looking for, whether you're looking for baits, rods, reels, different types of line. We've got uh, plastics. Swim baits are the word up around here. Your boy's about to drop 
drop some Benjis on uh, on some swim bait stuff. Uh, I don't even know why. Blame the butcher. But we have an awesome interview that we're going to conduct here at live right here at the expo. And I have uh, I have Mike Potter with me. And you might know Mike as Mike goes fishing on YouTube. Yeah, Mike goes fishing. You know the Sixth Sense guy. Yeah. We're talking to him right now. Mike, how are you doing? How, how's things out where you are? I'm doing great, man. I cannot complain. I went out fishing yesterday. Nice. Uh, and today I'm just, just just hanging out and staying out of the cold. That's awesome. I froze through the bones yesterday. Oh, I believe it. Now, are you now you and I had a little little conversation before we started recording about like location and dealing with weather and stuff. And now are you are you out getting on the ice out where you are? Or do you still have access to open water? So our uh, pretty much our only open water right now is any river with some uh, pretty decent current. Gotcha. So uh, the oh, yesterday I went and fished the river. It's one of our uh, one of our big rivers uh, in search of some steelhead. Maybe early steelhead. They really don't start until March, but you never know. Yeah. Uh, you kind of want to be the kind of want to be the first guy Definitely. to uh, hook into the first cromer of the winter. So, but other than that, I'll be on the ice, uh, not too far away from home. Getting some perch and panfish. Nice, that's awesome, man. I have I last what was it last weekend? I got out for the first time in like twenty over twenty five years, and Jeez. got out, did some fishing on the ice, had an absolute blast. It was so much fun. I can't believe I've I've let it go that long before actually going out because it is it's it's a completely different kind of animal, but it's a fun. A little excursion, nonetheless. Even if it's only a couple times a year, I'll I'll take it. It's 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 definitely worth doing. Um, yeah, and uh, you guys take it extreme with the the whole cookouts and everything. I, I, that is pretty awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean the 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 crew we went with they don't they don't mess around. They they do it the right <laughs> way. You know, it's like the, you, you see you see some of these real like purists. They go out and they're like not even using tip ups. Like they'll go out with a jig, with with a small auger and they'll just jig through the ice and catch you know what they catch. And you know, lots of times, I mean, the fish taste best. If you're gonna if you're gonna eat the, your catch, they 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 are going to be the best through the ice. Like cold fish are the best tasting fish. And yes, it's just like. God, it's that's the way to do it. But like when I see people out there doing that, I'm like, oh, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not doing it right. <laughs> you know, you need, <laughs> you need a grill. You need some kind of a some 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 sort of a way to. If nothing else, you got to be able to make coffee while you're out there and and keep yourself yep. warm. Yeah, I think I think that's a, an absolute must. So let's get a little bit of info about your um about your background as far as fishing and stuff like tell me the story about like how you were introduced to the sport how you kind of like fell into it and to the point like where where now you're like you're making uh, videos and you're, you're you've got great content that you're putting out there for the masses to see and and sort of kind of creating a little community with it too but also to the point like where you you you're like hooked up like with probably one of my favorite bait companies I've ever uh, tied on before. Uh, like walk me through all this because I'm like this is awesome. Oh man, I tell you what, uh, the process is a long process to begin with. Yep. But uh, I started fishing ever since you know I could hold a fishing rod and uh, go out with my dad and understand the concept of uh, when a bobber goes down, you you get your hook set and you reel that thing in. So yep. I've been fishing for all of my life. Um, I owe that to my dad, my grandfather, for always having me outdoors and everything. So, And plus, I'm from Michigan, so I feel like uh, 
90% of the people in Michigan do something outdoors. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a really big, big deal here. We have so, many, so much public land, so much water, and so much pr- pristine land, which is yeah. even better. But um, yeah, uh, eventually after college, because a lot of people have a falling out. Um, it seems that they have a falling out between like high school and college or yep. whatever goes on when it comes to fishing. But after college, I got into uh, bass fishing again and started kind of taking it seriously. Uh, I started with a lucky tackle box. Mm-hmm. So I started, started getting my lures back in the day when they were super popular. Oh, yeah. And I started, started learning more and more about bass fishing. And eventually, you know, you go along through time. You learn uh, what's good and what's not good. And I learned that uh, six cents fishing is like freaking awesome, man. (laughs) (laughs) I I got sick of getting all these random lures from the the tackle box. There's nothing, nothing wrong with that. I mean, they're, they're all good stuff. They're going to catch a fish, but uh, sure. No, I wanted, I wanted something a little bit better. Yeah. And uh, so I found, found six cents. Got my first sack from them. I think, that was 2018. Oh, wow. First nice. lures from them. And then uh, I think I caught my first fish on a the Divine Swim Jig. That was my very first I love that swim jig. jig from them. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. I, I, think I love that that's jig. How, that's how a lot of people get hooked up with their uh, – just fall in love with their yeah. products. So. Yeah. And I, uh, it – yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, um, I was just going to say – uh, it was also around the time where, so I got it in March and then the spawn is in, uh, May and April. Yep. So I was fishing that swim jig all the way through the spawn. It was such a good year. All the bass were just lined up every five, six feet. I'm just tossing this jig in there, getting like two and a half, three pound bass. That's pretty big for around here. Just That's all awesome. the way along the bank. So yep. yeah, kind of went from there. See, I feel like where you're at in the country, like you said, the spawn is is in that like late April into May. I feel like that's exactly where we're we're at too, like out here. Mm-hmm. You know, where you get into this, like you're. <laughs> everybody tries to jump the gun, and they're like, "Oh yeah, March." You know, I'm going to get out there in March. It's going to be great. And it's like you know, you get you, you're just getting into that pre-spawn. You know, and it's it's it can be slow going, but man, when it delivers, it just delivers. And it's like, you know, I, I really, I genuinely, I to, almost to a fault, I try to carry the the thought that a jig is a jig, a plastic is a plastic, a bait is basically a bait. And and I know that you know, obviously, I think with hard baits, it's a little bit, um, you know. It, it, there's 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 it's it's a little bit different you know but like especially mm-hmm. like when it comes to jigs and plastics i i generally i try to think that way you know where i'm just like yeah it's it's not about the brand it's not about the packaging it's not about whatever it's is it a decent hook is it a decent quality product that comes out there but one thing i'll tell you like so that divine swim jig I started fishing that in like June of this year. And I'd always kind of mm-hmm. written off swim jigs. I, I throw a lot of casting jigs and flipping jigs. Um, but when it comes to, you know, using a jig as a moving bait, wasn't really a presentation I was super, you know, focused in. And it, yeah, I think it was, it was probably about May or June. I, I want to say it was during the first Jigs and Bigs 
nationwide CPR tournament, which was was in May last year, and mm-hmm. in the, yeah, if it was if it was in May, that's when I first picked up that that hybrid swim that divine uh, swim jig, and it was just like holy crap, just just amazing. You know, I, I I've I've realized that there are two people in this world, those that are like they appreciate a screw lock, and then those that are just like this drives me bananas. <laughs> And, yep. and if you're into changing your trailers a bunch, yeah, probably not for you. But if you're like, no, I want this trailer to stay put because I believe this is this is the jam. I mean, you can't go wrong, you know. And once you once you figure how to rig your trailers and you know do it the right way and all that stuff, it's like it it's it really this year that jig has been the most performing bait for me overall. It was second to was a Ned rig, but also this year another Six Sense product that got me on my PB was uh, the Provoke 106. Oh yeah, on April oh, yeah, the twenty fifth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a bait. I, I, man, that is the best jerk bait I have ever used, and I could never find a proper jerk bait that I liked that yep. gave me the right action, that gave me the right suspending. Um, and, and then I, I used that for the first time, like legitimately last year, March, mm-hmm. water's still cold, it's super windy, and I just caught one after another bass in cold water. It's oh, yeah. amazing. It really does. It's like it's almost like it's got an e-break, and it just like just stops right there. So mm-hmm. let's talk about like your preferences for when you're out fishing, because, you know, like, like I said, like us, us anglers that are up here in the north, like we have four seasons, four real seasons. <laughs> Some are shorter than the others, but like, you know, when I hear folks down south and they're talking about like, oh, it's winter, it's so cold, the water's 51 degrees. I, there aren't enough middle fingers for me to put up at the TV when I'm watching some of those, these videos. Yeah. You know what I mean? That just, it doesn't exist. For you, what's the most like comfortable season to go out there? So for me, I, really like spring i like that spawn fishing you know um it's not too hot it's not too cold i can wear a sweatshirt if you want be super comfortable and just sit there because you know if you're bed fishing that bass thing it's not going anywhere and sometimes there's most of the time they're super super stubborn yeah it's true you you can comfortably sit there and just work on a fish and watch it do everything it's doing down there and staring at your bait and yep. you know you can watch it do the gill flares just i think spring allows me to learn fish behavior more than any other season yeah of the year yep so yeah and it i mean it's definitely like it makes it as you're picking up this information and you can visually see it especially in the shallows during the mm-hmm. swan it it does. It's I think I think that's where like a lot of people probably would would gravitate toward spring is where they sort of start to unlock it a little bit more. You start getting yeah. into like winter or the, the 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 serious heat of the summer where you know fish are, are a little bit more temperamental, um, and it's like that's where it's like that you have to do. It's like a whole other kind of study in the behavior and stuff. Um, oh yeah, that's when it gets hard. Oh, really hard. <laughs> it's, yeah, I can get nuts. What's your like your your top three? What would you say are your top three uh, go to confidence baits? So I'm gonna have to say, I'm biased. So this is all gonna be six cents stuff. Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, it's all I have. It's all I use anyway for the most part. But I'm gonna have to go with that uh, Divine Swim jig. Yep. With the Divine Swim bait. Because uh, the durability of that Divine Swim Bay on as a trailer 
for that swim oh, jig yeah. is yeah. Ugh, it, it is just unreal. That thing is going to last you all day, if not like several weeks. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to have to say the uh, the clout uh, stick worm. Yeah, the cl- I haven't used the clout. Oh, you got to get your hands on some. You got to try them. It's it's quite incredible. Um, that diamond texture does yep. some amazing stuff while it's under the water. And mm-hmm. then I'll put a, uh, I'll actually have it weighted and weightless. It depends on uh, what the fish are doing. So gotcha. if they're suspending, if they're suspending, kind of looking at things and they're not really committing, I will do it weightless. Yep. If uh, if they're kind of looking at the bottom more, I'll, I'll get some weight to it. Now, do you usually and then, uh, fish that? Do you, do you usually uh, wacky rig that or Texas rig it? Oh, I, I definitely wacky rig. I, All right. There, there's a vendetta between me and the Texas rig, and I don't understand why I can't get it to work, but I, I just can't. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. Um, and then I have a topwater, the Splashback 90, the popper from Six Sense Fishing. Um, yeah. The larger size. I will use that as my main topwater bait. No kidding. So, uh, those treble hooks, you know, you can't go wrong with top water and treble hooks because ninety percent of the time they're they're not getting away. So, oh no, I agree, hundred percent. It's funny, like I have one of those poppers. I picked it up because it it does it has a really unique shape. You know, it's, yes, it's almost like longer one way than it is, you know, a circular shape necessarily. Mm-hmm. It just kind of sits really great in the water. And I've only thrown it a couple of times. Poppers aren't generally like usually when I'm I'm fishing a popper. I'm fishing a popping frog because I have to. You know, it's like there's not enough slop that I'm in the area where I'm fishing, but you know, maybe there's grass or something, um, like just 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 subsurface. It's not like super dense, like I couldn't punch through it or anything like that. It's just it's so Mm -hmm. heavy. Where I'll use a uh, like a popping frog, you know, specifically. But in those situations, it's funny, like. Sometimes I feel like they want a walking bait. Sometimes I feel like they might want a popper. So I like the idea. But when I saw that, I was like, this is a great, this is a great popper. Like, it just looks amazing. There's one other popper that I've used, and it's by Booyah, and it's the weirdest popper I've ever seen. It's, <laughs> it's got a funky name. Which too. one is that? Uh, I can't think of the name of it. It, it. Name escapes me, but it has a lip, almost like a crankbait. Oh wow! Yeah, and, and it's it's kind of crazy because it almost like you can almost just straight retrieve it, almost like a wake bait. I actually I caught my old PB chain pickerel on 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 that popper, and I was like, this thing is amazing. It's super finesse, just crazy crazy light. Had to throw it on spinning tackle, but you know, I, yeah, it was just it was just absolutely crazy, man. Yeah, that's that's a, it's a pretty good list though. I mean, you kind of have all the water column too. You know, I mean, you got the swim jig, you got your uh, what was the second one you said? You said your your uh, the, your clout. The uh, yep, the stick yep, bait. The stick bait, and then you got you got your top water. So you got options, things that you can play with. That's that's awesome, man. And I think honestly, any any jig fisherman, regardless of the type of jig, I feel like somewhere in there they're gonna say a stick bait. <laughs> as, mm-hmm. as their yep. follow-up I, yes. <laughs> I just feel like that's the way it is so let's talk as far as like um you know one of the things I'm a, I'm a huge believer in is that what makes fishing so unique is that if you can go out and have the worst day possible but if you're with the right group of people you know you can tear, turn a day that's just absolute 
hell on earth into the most memorable experience at all. Who are three people that you would specifically love to fish with? They can be living or dead. They can be famous. They can be people you actually know. It doesn't matter. Um, I would love to fish with my uh, grandfather again. Uh, yep. He lives up in the UP, the Upper Peninsula. Oh yeah, uh, all the all the way at the top. So in the, there's a, a mountain chain up there called the Porcupine Mountains. Oh okay. So right next to Lake Superior, oh, and uh, yeah. he only comes down once or twice every year to come hang out. So uh, mm-hmm. going up there and fishing with him would be amazing. More often, That's and then. Awesome. Uh, Somebody who is uh, dead, I would love to uh, see if Elvis is into, into some fishing. Uh, I'm a big Elvis listener, believe it or not. Really? Okay. And, uh, I, I think it would be cool to go fishing with him. Huh. And then uh, my dad, I would love to go fishing with my dad some more. Uh, oh, yeah. He, uh, he stopped to be in, he used to be a super outdoorsman, go yep. hunting, fishing all the time. And then he fell out of it for a few years. So uh, I've been trying to get him back out there mm-hmm. more and more often. So those are my three people right there. That's awesome, man. It's it's so funny. Like you nailed it when you were talking about how it's one of those things where I've noticed too. Like generally, even if you're super crazy into the outdoors, like a lot of people, they do. They have this lull where they put it down and it's usually like sometime in high school or or into college or sometimes it's even even further, like all through their 20s. Like for me, I didn't mm-hmm. pick up fishing until I was in my mid-30s again. And what's funny is like when a bug hit me, it hit me like crazy. And my dad was always super into the outdoors. Uh, loved, loved bird hunting especially. Loves, uh, you know, uh, we used to go and practice his archery all the time um and he was he would he loved fishing as well usually it was trout fishing generally speaking and almost always it was with live bait but he hadn't really gotten out there too often and, and just recently this last fall we had uh, the opportunity to work with a a rental property on Lake Champlain and this was the biggest water I had ever fished my father when I was younger used to go and take these trips with his his buddies and they would go and fish for pike and just have like this amazing like week long trip up here so I was like you know mm-hmm. what? I'm, I'm going to take him up and, and go and do that and man we had like the greatest I was actually talking with the guys from Cashian because I bought him a Cashian uh, combo I bought him uh, I forget I forget what series rod it is but it's, he was the kind of guy that would never like spend any like money on quality equipment like you know he's yeah, hey and there's nothing hey use the equipment you have you know it's awesome but he would never indulge right and uh we went out uh, on, on this uh on this one trip we we're out on this boat and we each had like the best day of our lives fishing it was amazing he caught like six tanks ridiculous <laughs> and he did it and i love saying this too he did it on one single ned bait Jeez. All of it just he Dang never changed Hedrick, anything. Man. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm changing up stuff left and right. I'm like, oh, we're fishing deep. I'm gonna drop shot for this. My dad's like, nope. And I think that's the thing. It's like, and it was kind of the same thing. Like he kind of he would go out and fish every once in a great, great while. Like if, you know, there was nothing going on at work, they had the afternoon free, he might go wet a line, you know, with with the guys that he works with or something. But he didn't really like make it like a, a priority to like to go out of his way to go and do it. We had the greatest time. So I'm thinking this mm-hmm. summer we're gonna have to go and do that. I gotta get him out on the kayak. That's what I'm well, that's what I'm really, really hoping for. Yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. That'd be a ton of fun. I man. think you'd absolutely love it. So yeah, I mean, I think that's huge. Now, uh, other this is a two-parter question. 
Um, okay. when, when you're out fishing, now obviously, like, you know, you're making, you know, YouTube content specifically. I would assume you're probably not. But when you're just out fishing for the <laughs> hell of it, do you listen to music when you fish? I actually do not. I'm very, I focus on just about yep. everything while I'm on the water. So if there's any little bit of hint of sound where these fish might be, or, you know, looking at, I, I look at the water and yep. I scan everything. I see where the bait are, where these bass are. Oh, yeah. And a lot of times I'll be fishing somewhere and then I'll hear something off in the background. I'll look over there and there's a school bass blowing up on some bait or something. So I'll have to run over there yeah. and capitalize on that. So sound is, uh, it seems pretty important to me while I'm, while I'm fishing. No, 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 definitely. So my, the question is this, when you're going to fish, what do you put on on the way there to get hyped up? What does it for you? Uh, <laughs> I, I will actually listen to some uh, deathcore or metalcore on my way there. Oh, yeah. I am a huge, <laughs> I'm a huge metalhead. So nice. Actually, yeah, because I think your intro music is pretty, pretty uh, aggro. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not I mistaken. Like to- yeah. I like I like to try and add it in my videos, so I'll put a little bit in the intro, yep. and then I'll put I definitely have it on the outro, um, that little twenty second, like hey check out my other content stuff. I'll put it in there. Exactly, cool man. That that that, that that's the thing. I, I and I love like especially with music because it's like, you know, some people have specific stuff that they want to listen to while they're fishing, and and I mm-hmm. had this last year. Um, I used to listen to stuff all the time, just out of especially when when I almost exclusively was bank fishing. I would uh, I'd be fishing like during the day, and I would have to take a call, you know, because I work for myself. So I would have like one earbud in, and I would just say, you know what, I'll put the other one in. I'll listen to some music, and I'll fish, and it'll be great. And I'll take whatever calls I need to. It'll be fine. And it was mm-hmm. it was okay. You're a hundred percent right, though. I feel like you got to be connected to nature. And what really changed things is when I got on the kayak was I ditched the headphones and i would just use a small bluetooth speaker right on the boat just a subtle subtle like volume level just real real quiet nothing too out of of control but what i've noticed is sometimes i'll adjust my playlist for the way i have to be fishing to focus and like Mm -hmm. in the summer this this happened on multiple occasions where i was just like i am not connecting with any of these fish i know that they're Mm. here but they are not you know what's what's up and i would need to slow down and i would play put on like a slow blues playlist or i would play like <laughs> you know like uh um since i've been loving you from led zeppelin like that's the mm-hmm. slow blues like that and <laughs> or other times where i've got to like really be on it cuz i am naturally i fish f- finesse a, a lot that's my preference sometimes mm-hmm. if, if i they're really reacting i'll put on something that's a lot more up tempo to try to like in, in my own mind, kind of like keep myself like in time with that somehow. It's it's just crazy. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I believe that it can definitely help people, and then uh, it, can, it can hinder people. It just yeah. depends on who you are. Yeah. Uh, I can see I can see how it could help with cadence. You know that uh, the beats and the especially beats per minute beats jerk per beats. minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Especially with jerk baits, it's like, oh yeah, slow down, dummy. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, maybe this is going to be a good Grateful Dead morning. We'll see. <laughs> uh, so let's talk as far as um, have you ever traveled specifically to fish, like cross state lines? 
I've never traveled specifically to fish, but yep. uh, when I went to Florida last year, I decided to pick up a cheap Bass Pro $25 combo. Nice. And we were right next to a golf course, so obviously I had to go to the golf course ponds and you need uh, to. see what was in there. Yep. I, I absolutely had to. I couldn't avoid it. That's what I'm, I mean. <laughs> then, you owe it to yourself, really. Mm-hmm. I caught a, I think I caught like a two, two and a half pound uh, largemouth out of there. It's pretty cool. The only one I caught. And then I almost uh, ended up walking into a gator. Oh, He's that was going to be probably, my next question. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, like four or five feet long and just hidden in the tall grass. I had no idea that he was there until he hissed at me. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go the other way, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I, I recently had um, joined a couple of kayak fishing groups on Facebook just to kind of like jump into the conversation and, you know, kind of like – see what 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 people were talking about and and the question came up i somebody from up north had asked they're like all the the southern anglers that are out there that are where you would have gators how often do you have to deal with them and what what's it generally like and there were a number of them that were just like you're never even going to know they're there like they want to avoid you more than you realize but then you see like i don't know if you've seen this video there was this this video of this guy and i think it was a hobie kayak and he was picking up, I think they were jug fishing, and he was pulling mm-hmm. up the line, and he had uh, his kid in the back of the kayak. You could hear him, like, making making noise. And he goes, and he was pulling up this line, pulling up this line. He's like, oh, I got a big one. I got a big one on here. And then the snout of this gator just comes out of the water. Oh, yep. And he drops yep. it and just starts pedaling. The kids start <laughs> screaming. I'm like, uh, yeah, that's when I'm just like, yep. I'm done. Nope, nope. I just, my God. Um, what is your bucket list, like, of, of lakes that you want to fish? Bucket list of lakes I want to fish? Yeah. Um, well, I do want to fish Lake St. Clair. Yeah. Uh, for okay. the obvious reason that the, uh, the smallmouth are just insane up there. And that's probably one of my favorite species to uh, catch, so... Lake St. Clair is yep. is on that list. That's awesome, man. Um, I don't know if there's any. Probably, if I were to travel out of state, probably Lake Okeechobee because it's just yep. you have to. <laughs> but other than that, those are those are two bucket list places to fish. Yeah, I think everybody's got something, you know, and and it's you always hear like. A lot of those names. You always hear Okeechobee. You always hear Eufaula. That's another one that comes up. Or um, uh, Ray Roberts. That comes up a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, yep. just, it's nuts. Lake of the Ozarks is another one because we've had a lot of guests on from that area. And a lot of people are just like, you know, yeah. I feel like Missouri has some amazing fishing. and you know, Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's insane over there. I don't, Everybody I've spoken I, to, they're just like, yeah, it's bananas. They're lucky. They are so yep. lucky. <laughs> yep. Guys don't know. Like any anybody that's that's south of like let's say Virginia. Like and, mm-hmm. and even, even Virginia. Like I would take Virginia's weather now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd right. be all right with that. <laughs> but but man, it's just uh, it is it is awful. Like we I I actually get like that seasonal depressive d- disorder is real. <laughs> and I think it happens mm-hmm. for me once we get skim ice. <laughs> Because with yes. skim ice, there's just nothing you can do about it. There's there's a good amount of time where it's like you cannot yep. do anything unless you have rivers with fish in it. Yeah, yeah. And 
for a short while, I was I was making it a point to get out to those rivers, and and do as much fishing as I could. And then we just got so freaking cold to the point where now, even all that is just too iced up to fish. Mm-hmm. It's, it's painful it's, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not not a good time, not a good time at all. So let's talk gear when you're going out for a day, whether you're you're shooting a video, or you're just fun fishing, or something like that. When you go out, what's your rod and reel arsenal typically look like? So I have a seven foot medium heavy yep. that I take with me. Um, that's going to be my crankbait rod, my jig rod, you know, um, kind of, you know, it's just a universal rod that can almost yep. do just about anything. And then I'll take out a six cents, uh, six, uh, six eleven ESP spinning rod. Okay. Um, for my finesse fishing slash just smaller profile baits. Yep. And, and then I'll take out an extra heavy. Um, what is that? That's a seven five extra heavy for all my top water stuff. And then if I have to uh, throw something a little bit heavier to punch the grass or anything like that. There you go. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love that question because I feel like everybody, there is a spectrum of, of rods that people bring out. Yes. When they put, put together and I, in, you can interpret that in so many different ways, and I love to see how people kind of break it down. It's it's so cool, you know. People have their their favorites, and I also love the fact that like it's not universal from from brand to brand. Like one brand's medium heavy might be a little bit softer than another's, you know. Versus, oh yeah, there's a there's vast difference yeah, when it comes to brands. It really is. Like you can you can mix it up so much. There's you know. It's endless possibilities and endless combinations that you could create. It's freaking so cool. So now the, mm-hmm. the next question is this, uh, and, and, and I know Sean the Fisherman loves this question, but so here's the, <laughs> the imaginary situation, okay? Sean the Fisherman and I are in the white uh, uh, Jigs and Bigs van, and we've got the corporate card burning uh, a hole in our pockets. We're on our way to Michigan to pick you up, at an, and we're going to take you to an unnamed body of water. We have no idea the conditions, no idea the uh, the structure, nothing, no clue, because we've never fished there, and we're just going to assume that you've never fished there either. So that's the idea. But here's the deal. You can use anything in your tackle box that you want. You can bring all the baits. That's fine. You'll have all that access, but you need to build one rod, put one reel on it, and then you've got to spool it with some type of line. And Sean likes to say no leaders. So we're going to go with those rules there. How okay. would you, how, what would you rig up? And keep in mind, like, if this is a dream combo you want to put together, you can build it and, you know, it's on the Jigs and Bigs card. If, if not, then it's, it's something already in your arsenal. Stick with that. It's totally up to you. All righty. So I'm going to bring up that, uh, that spinning, spinning rod again. I, I think uh, I'm going to go with the 611 six inch fishing ESP rod. Yep. And, then I'm going to go with a Abu Garcia, I think it's a Pro Max. It's a kind of like their um, mid-tier spinning reel. Mm-hmm. It's got all their uh, components uh, on their like, uh, very expensive reels, kind of like some of their components, not all of them. Yeah. But, uh, so it acts similar. And then I think I'm going to put some, let's say, 12-pound monofilament on there so they're going go. for uh, versatility yep um yeah i just think that uh, spin rod is super versatile and then I agree. Uh, 
you can do a lot with that, especially with a mono or, or a braid or whatever. Yep. But uh, it should cover all the spectrums on whichever uh, secret lake we're going to. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I agree, man. You know, and it's funny. Like, I have... So when I first got into baitcasters, I had bought a uh, a used... Oh, what was it? I forget what it was, but I bought I bought a used reel at an expo. You know, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna mm-hmm. get a baitcaster. You know, this is what I'm gonna do. And I I bought a used reel, and you know, it was. I think what had happened was somebody that had whoever owned this beforehand probably took it apart to clean it and had extra parts because mm-hmm. it just oh, no. it, it never really seemed to work just right as far as like adjusting tension or the brakes or anything like that. Like it just never really seemed to work right. So what I did was I was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna buy something new in a box, and I bought a Black Max, and I liked mm, it. Yep. I liked it. It was it, it definitely did the job. But I I I, I went to. Um, I had this, my old, you know, when I was, this is years ago, my spectrum for bait casters was, well, since the uh, seven foot medium heavy is so uh, universal, like it's so versatile as far as being able to do a, a wide range of things, what I did was I bought two or three of the same rod, one that I really liked. And what I would do is I would put, make these different combos and I would have one that would I would use for top water that just had braid. Then I had another one mm-hmm. that was fluoro. And uh, the, what I what I did was I went to go get another Black Max, and I couldn't. So I was like, oh, well, I can get this Pro Max for just a little bit more than that. Well, yep. I'm going to go for it. What a difference. I still fish with that Pro Max today. The Pro Maxes, I don't, I don't know what they do to them, yeah. but they're freaking awesome. Yeah, they're just like, amazing. They're just solid, solid, bu- like budget-friendly reels. And I, every time somebody asks about, "Hey, I'm getting into a, a, a you know fishing, and I want to, you know, I want to put together a combo. What should I look for?" As soon as somebody mentions the Black Max, or I think now they just call it the Abu Garcia Max, and I tell them, "I'm like, yep. that is really great." And if you got to look in that budget, if you're looking at that like thirty to forty dollar budget. Go for it. You, you will not mm-hmm. be upset. It is a great reel. But if you want to get something that's a little bit more, and I mean, the frame is still, it's not a metal frame reel at all. It's, you no, know, it's, but you're right. Like, I feel like the, 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 uh, the, the spool tension lends itself a lot closer to something in a much higher price category. Yes. You know? Yes. Very yeah. much so. It's pretty awesome. And the thing is, I, I don't want to say I abuse my gear, but I, I kind of toss it around. I throw it in the dirt, throw it in the mud. So it's in the sand. And, you know, it's like something like a Shimano is great and all. Yep. But, you know, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be babying it because it's a Shimano. So yeah. if I can get something that can survive my kind of fishing then uh, oh, for definitely. cheap, that's amazing. And you do you primarily bank fish or do you are you getting out on the water um, I primarily bank fish, but, yep. uh, I am, since I just moved up to a little bit more North, yep. um, bank fishing is almost impossible unless I go back towards the city. Yeah. So I'm going to be looking into getting some sort of watercraft, just get on the water because I, I got five lakes around me It's and they're amazing fishing oh, yeah. lakes. So. I have to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 100%, man. It's it it is a game to like I I love bank fishing, but my like my point with that is that like bank fishing is so difficult on your gear. 
Like, you know, yes. you don't have the, the deck of a bass boat or, or rod holders to put your stuff in. You're leaning rods up against all kinds of stuff, whether it be trees or, you know, they're falling over. It's like it's not always, although there are some tools that can make it really, really convenient. Oh, it is. I think I think it's called a rod runner. Have you ever seen one of these? It's uh, who makes it? It's I think the company's called Rod Runner. It's oh, is it okay? It, it, it looks it's almost like a, a, a like a golf bag style design for your fishing rods. You can put I think up to five on one, and you basically grab it by a handle. There's a couple of legs that kick out that'll hold it up in place. So mm-hmm. it'll it'll you know definitely oh, man. it is it is a possibility. Like you can take care of your stuff, but I do I like I've been down by the by the Connecticut River before fishing, and you know up there there's a couple of spots where I like to fish where the water in the rivers fluctuates a lot. So like there's stuff that I'm like laying my <laughs> my gear down, and I'm like I am really like not nice to this equipment at all. No, like, I'm really no, not really not, and it, it's just like it's sort of part of the territory. Like you know I don't. Very few times have I bought equipment, and I'm like, I'm expecting that I'm going to be using this in a decade from now, you know. Mm-hmm. But no way. <laughs> the older that I get, the more I'm kind of starting to see like there's there is quality stuff out there that's at that level. It's just you yes, know, you just got to take care. Gotta of find it. it. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and get to our oh. This oh I, I've been forgetting this question and I I don't know why I feel like I needed to ask you it. Uh, what's your favorite chicken joint? And the caveat chicken. is yeah chicken joint. It has to either have a drive-through or it has to be from a gas station. Oh, oh man, uh, I can't say Chick Fil A. I don't really eat that. Oh, uh, thank God. <laughs> uh, they put, I don't know, they put some weird stuff in the chicken. Um, KFC, that's the only place I really eat any chicken it's, from if I'm going through a drive-thru or something. It's KFC. Yeah, there's I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, man. You know, 11 herb, herbs and spices got the job done before. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh-huh. Still does. Nice. So... <laughs> So the whole cornerstone of this entire show is it's all about fishing stories. You know, uh, the, either the one that got away or, you know, b- you know, achieving new goals, all that kind of stuff. This is what the stuff that Jigs and Bigs is all about. What I want from you is two stories. One of them is like the moment that you're the most proud of on the water. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a PB or anything. And you can definitely mention that if you want to. That's no problem. But the other story, and I think the more entertaining one, is the biggest sort of <laughs> that moment. And I, any fisherman has no shortage of those stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so my proudest moment would have to be uh, me and my buddy went to a new lake that was yep. a little bit north. We've, we've never been there before. We're like, yeah, let's just go check this out out of a whim. And uh, it's a smaller lake. We have we didn't look at topographicals or anything we're just going there we're gonna break it down and look at it yep um proudest moment was when we both figured out that this lake is a crankbait lake and there are not many lakes around here where you can use crankbaits because of the amount of weeds and grass yeah clogs everything up but i took that six cents movement adx and i pulled out i pulled out a four pounder right at the boat that thing was down about three feet 
And then just when it gets to the boat, I go begin to lift it up out of the water. Yep. And this four pound bass just comes out of nowhere like a shark and latches onto this thing. Really? It just starts going to town. Um, I boat flipped it and everything because BFO, boat flips only. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, that was the proudest moment is uh, breaking down a lake and catching a, a, a big fish out of it that we've just awesome. never been to before. Yeah. Um, and then my saddest moment was I was fishing a small pond in uh, in summer, sometimes summer, maybe it was mm, right before fall. Yeah. Um, set my rods down like I always do. It doesn't matter what's there. I just set them down in it and then get done with fishing, go home. And two days later, I start getting a rash. I get oh, no. poison ivy. I get poison ivy really, really bad right where you would usually have your uh, your grips from your fishing rods on your arms. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, no freaking way did I put my rods into a patch of poison ivy and get this crap because I'm allergic to it. So, yeah, yeah that was a that was a fun month. <laughs> it lasted forever. And my arms sucks. were just terrible. Yeah, there and it, and it's true. A lot of people they just think poison ivy affects like everybody. That's not true. Mm-mm. Like it, some people get it way worse than others. Other people they're just not allergic to it at all, and they've they've never ever have an issue with it. But oh man, that is that sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah, and it sucks because you don't know it's there. It just yeah. gets on everything, and then later you find out. Oh great, yeah, I gotta alcohol wipe all my gear and then suffer for quite a while <laughs> until it's, yeah until it's gone but dude that's rough mm-hmm. uh, awesome mike well hey do me a favor man now's your opportunity go ahead and uh let people know where they can find your content where they can get in touch with you all that kind of stuff if you want to you know shout out any i know obviously six cents and stuff but if you have anybody <laughs> any other supporters or something you want to shout out now this is your moment go for it uh, you can find me on Mike Goes Fishing on Instagram, and then it's also going to be on YouTube. It's also going to be on Facebook. I don't use a Facebook, so don't yep. expect to find me there. Um, but, yep, those two for the main part. And then uh, I just want to say thanks to Six Cents Fishing for having me on the team and uh, uh, believing in me and supporting me in everything I do. It's It's been awesome. Being on that team is it's incredible. All those guys on there are beyond my level, and it's a big inspiration to, to do better at yeah. what I'm doing. That's and so then, cool. Uh, um, yeah, I got working with Waterland, too, because that's the other company that's that awesome. they've created. Yep. So uh, I really enjoy their sunglasses. I'm a big sight fisherman, so um, I love being able to see the fish and learning. Well, the bottom looks like I think it's important. So, oh yeah, uh, thanks to water, thanks to Team Waterland, they're awesome too. And then uh, thanks to Zach Kennard and Casey Sobzak, uh, the the marketing expert, yep. the uh, head guy of marketing, Zach Kennard from Six Sense. Uh, he's the guy that puts together the pro staff. So uh, nice. he's super awesome. Thank you to him and getting everyone's orders and then casey's uh the owner of six cents he's super cool i've heard and uh, uh i'm i'm glad to be able to talk to him ever so often and see what's up so yeah that's so awesome, thank you to man. you man yeah oh, i love being on the show thank you to you we're glad to have you on <laughs> that's that's the whole thing man we are glad to just have you on and that's like what it's all about 
Oh, well, it's it's this is the name of the game, you know, fishing, sharing stories, meeting people mm-hmm. that have this the same passion. That's the name of the game. Um, do me a favor, Mike. Send me a pic of you just like absolutely holding a giant, and uh, we're gonna use that for the artwork for this next episode, episode number ninety nine. Awesome, man! Glad to be episode ninety nine. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be it's gonna be a banger. I can definitely do that. Awesome, dude. All right. Well, you have yourself a good one. I'm going to head over to the uh, Fresh Baits booth and uh, record with those guys. And then then I think I'm going to pack it up, man. It's been a day. All right. Yeah. Before awesome, I end up buying dude. another rod. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> they have a good one, Mike. Thanks so much. Oh, have a good one, man. All right. Take care, buddy. See you. See, see you. Bye. going to do it for us this week on jigs and bigs guys it's uh it's been an amazing week we have had such an awesome time you know just getting out there at this expo this week we're planning for our 100th show it's going to be very very exciting just want to you know again uh can't stress how much it would really really help us if you guys could go ahead and order your tickets on uh, jigsandbigs.com in advance of the show it's going to be a whole lot of fun we're looking forward to it Got to speak with uh, fishing with Becca, and uh, she's looking forward to this. Uh, and from what I like, this is going to be awesome. It's going to be like a whole crew for this AMA. I'm very excited, very excited to give some amazing prizes to some amazing folks. So go ahead, get yourselves uh, all uh, all hooked up and uh, get yourself some tickets. And remember, as another reminder, we've got that brand new uh, Jigs and Bigs Essential Store that's set up with all your essential Jigs and Bigs uh, merch that you can pick up with that logo, with our original logo. We've got t-shirts. It's the new improved FTG t-shirt. We've got a hoodie as well. And on top of that, we've got three different hats. We've got a flat bill. We've got a trucker cap. We also have a like a dad style hat, like more of a relaxed fit cap. Uh, plus, oh, we got a beanie too. I forgot to mention the beanie earlier. Yeah, so if you want a knit cap and you're into that, I mean, I, 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 have, I have a daughter who, who loves to wear a knit cap all year long, like even this summer. I don't know how she does it. It's weird. It's gross. Whatever. Anyway, guys, sit right back and uh, enjoy enjoy this winter season get out to your local fishing shows consume as much podcast content as you can from uh good fishing folks like us and uh, remember like we always say once that open water hits and you can get out there have yourselves a good one we will see you guys in seven days with a brand new episode the 100th episode of jigs and bigs have yourselves a great one everybody take good care and tight lines